Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's me, Mr. Mario, and uh, who who do I have with me here? What's up, guys? It's Devin here, and, Paranoid Coder. What's going on? Oh, uh, not a whole lot. Devin, how how are you doing? Doing good, man. Doing good. Frankly, getting the stream ready. But I know, right? I know. Live. Yeah, we are we are two minutes late, which we're normally not late on here. We apologize, but we just had to uh, get some last minute things going. So. Yeah, we might have to tweak a few things on the stream, but regardless, we should be okay. We should be in for hopefully an awesome stream. And hey, how's it going, everyone? Hopefully everyone's doing well. Oh my God, you know what? I forgot my hat. <laughs> and there we go. <laughs> Double check on that. Yeah. Oh, you did? Is this going to be the first? I have a hat over there. Yeah, no, I'm going to have to. Damn, this is so unprofessional. I'm going to have to go off camera here and yeah, grab my hat. Do it. I think you should. Is this going to be the first mod chat that you don't have a hat? Because... No, I want. I, I need my hat, you man. Need your hat, yeah, I I did this. You know, this on purpose. I did it to show off the haircut. Oh, is that what it is? I did get a haircut like good, a week man. ago, yeah. but no, 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 no. For for real, for real, I do need to grab that. So. Yeah, no, me too. I just got a haircut myself. It oh, nice. I figured out good. went to it's my barber. Looking it, wavy. It'd been four months. Okay, it's a long time <laughs> for a haircut. But is it to me? That's kind of normal. I don't know. Maybe it's my hair. I don't like spending money on haircuts. That's my thing. So. I don't either. But my hair grows out so fast. It was. It, it's a pretty big difference mm -hmm. we haven't seen each other in a few weeks so that's true that's but. true yeah it's been yeah it has been a few weeks so anyways all that stuff i would say yeah. go get your stuff yeah stand by absolutely well <laughs> welcome everybody in the stream it's nice to see people popping in already got a bunch of people in here this is actually a really nice turnout there we go it's not a fox because i don't want to run all the way upstairs but you know we're all can pikachu here so yeah we'll be good we'll it's be good, good. yeah yeah anyways how's everything been for you dude it's been good life's been crazy life's been moving fast but you know we keep up with things we do what we can and here on mod chat ready to actually relax for a good hour or two for sure for sure it's one of those things where it's like half relaxing half like oh we got to perform yeah so yeah that's the thing because i was even thinking of this like tomorrow dev and i are actually gonna be hanging out like offline like we're not gonna do any of this stuff and i thought of it today i was like we're not hanging out today because we're performing a little bit yeah <laughs> I mean, it's good. It, I still enjoy it like very oh, yeah, much. So. Here. It's definitely something I look forward to. Um, it's something I wish I could invest even more time into. I mean, we're just talking about life like, is really busy right now. I honestly wish I could spend more time preparing for this, more time doing all kinds of research because uh, it's something I do enjoy. It's really nice to actually kind of like almost be forced to get a break away from life. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's nice to have this commitment, even if it is you know time consuming at times. For sure. For sure. But yeah, no, we uh, we should probably grab some topics here, get into this. Yeah, but uh, we have, Dan, we have a lot of topics. Yeah, I know you surprised me. I'm it's, sorry, I, I kept part like I kept adding stuff, and even last night I went through all this and I was like, what can I cut out? I think I cut out like one topic and then I added another, so it's not like I helped. Yeah. And the topic I added was really big too. So yeah, no, I mean, there's a lot going on here. Um, <sighs> if you've watched the uh, podcast or listened to it, then you know that I'm not the biggest uh, PlayStation person. I do like the consoles, and I'd love to get into it. I just don't have the time right now. So you're going to have to help me out because there's all kinds of news. There's PlayStation, there's Nintendo, there's tons of stuff going on here. There is indeed. There so. is, yes. So right now, one of the things that's happening, this is the, uh, the first thing that we're going to be getting into here. Let me go ahead and... So I have an idea. Should I go ahead and share my screen while I'm reading this, or do you want to take this? I think you should share your screen. Okay, you're cool. prepped for, for that right now. Cool, if cool. you can. Yeah, I'll go ahead and do that. I'll be kind of just discussing this on here, but let me share my screens. This to anybody who's going to be watching and all that stuff. But... 
right here. Uh, this was an announcement of a open source mod chip board for WebKit exploits. And this is from Al-Azif, our friend who has made the, uh, the PS4 exploit loader. Uh, or exploit tool, exploit host, that's a PS4 exploit host. Uh, so for anybody who's followed my channel recently and who's followed, you know, the PS4 modding scene and such, uh, you know, at this point now, uh, the latest, like, fully exploitable public PS4 firmware is firmware 4.55. And I can finally say, like, I've gotten up to date. I've done a whole lot of stuff with it. Like, oh, I'm, very nice. I'm good here. I can actually talk from experience. Very nice. I'm excited about this. Uh, but one of the things, I'm actually going to be covering a tutorial on the board that's being mentioned here not this exact one but there is a esp8266 board now devin do you remember like the last time you came here you asked like what's that chip hanging out of your ps4 and i said i was going to get back to you on it and then i never did yeah actually i do <laughs> i'm sorry about that first off second off what that is is it is a little wi-fi board that you can get for like less than 10 bucks and it's okay. just powered, you know, over micro USB and it's hooked up and everything. And what you can do is you can flash it with a custom built payload of sorts. And the one I had is four megabytes. So what this does is normally to access this because you have to access with a WebKit exploit. And I'm just kind of explaining this not only to Devin, but to people who don't know too much about this here. Um, you have to access a WebKit exploit. And then when you access the WebKit exploit, you have to you do some trickery there with the WebKit exploits to launch a kernel exploit, and then you can do what you want to on the PS4. So our gotcha. main thing is we need that WebKit. Uh, we need some way to access it. So the two main ways of doing it right now are self-hosting. So you use a computer on your network to host using Al-Azif's uh, PS4 host tool or something similar, or you use a DNS server which will take any website that you hit on your PS4 and redirect it to a payload host, like for WebKit exploits right. and such. Right. So with this right here, this board, the ESP8266, what that does is uh, you can take a custom-built payload uh, that will contain you know, the website you're going to access, any of the DNS stuff, uh, any payloads that you're going to use on your PS4 that's already compiled, and you flash it to that chip. And then when you plug it in and power it, it ends up giving a Wi-Fi um, Wi -Fi signal or Wi-Fi network, one that you can connect to. And it's optioned through that payload that you flash over. So essentially what you can do now is you can access your payloads and everything while keeping your PS4 offline, while not having to access an external DNS server and not having to host anything on your computer. So this is great not wow. only for convenience, but also if you're paranoid. Like, you know, you yeah, don't want to connect to a random DNS server and send possible personal information on there. So that's what it does. So with that board, that's what, go circling back here, that's what I had hooked up to my PS4, where when you set it up, you can just have it. So, you know, when you turn on the PS4, it's going to power that up. It's going to connect to the Wi-Fi already. And then when you go there, there's only one site that it can launch and you can launch, you know, your web kits, your kernel exploit, your payloads, all that stuff. Right. So now imagine, take that, make it better, and make it internal on the PS4. And that is what Al-Azif is making right here. He said the open source mod chip. So uh, directly from what he had said in his latest release, he said, this project has been a little neglected since the 0.4.1 release almost a month ago, as I've been working on another project since that release. I haven't been hiding and posted 
let me just bring this up a bit, posted a bit on Discord, so this won't come as a surprise to some. It's a mod chip for WebKit exploits, mirroring the existing ESP8266 methods. The stuff that I just spent the last few minutes talking about. Just with more features and polish. This device can either create a network to connect to, no internet access, connect uh, to an existing network, works just like this host, or create a bridge, enabling internet access through the device. It's a custom PCB that's about 25 millimeter by 18 millimeter by four millimeters currently. So it should fit inside most consoles. The front end looks like my regular exploit host, and you can view a demo, which is out of date, of the control panel here. The features it says it has control the device from your phone or computer over Bluetooth or Wi-Fi, open API for developers to interact or control the device, press physical buttons on the console, view or download UART data, add, download, or delete exploits with one button click, custom file type, this compresses exploits into a single file to install or share, this supports both bin and JavaScript payloads, includes application to compress the uh, or extract these files, and this is to save space and add ease of use. Web-based firmware updates for this device, no need to physically access to the device to update it, basic usage without soldering, so no buttons or UART, a secret feature that will be revealed after it's working 100%. And he said on that, if you do some snooping on the PCB, you might be able to guess it. Um, and there, there's a few other things on here as well, too. There's some beta tester info and all that. The big thing on this is I mentioned the traditional ESP8266 boards are only four megabytes of storage in size, which is not that much. This is going to have a SD card slot. So you could just pop yeah. in, you know, like a four, eight gigabyte card and you can put everything you want to on there. Very interesting. Yeah. Would that be homebrew then? Is it payloads to load through exploits? Yeah. So right now, the, the way this is all designed, and let me go ahead and stop sharing here, but the way this is all designed is you have, um, you have to, you know, launch some kind of web tool to right. uh, wait for payloads and such. And the payloads do different things. So like we talked about PS4 HIN before, mm -hmm. and that is a payload file that you have to drop on and it like temporarily patches your console. Sure, yeah. Those disappear because it's not a custom firmware. Those are It's an official firmware that you're dropping patches onto, and those all disappear once you turn off the system. Right. So if you have a mod menu for a game, you have to drop a payload. If you want to unlock gotcha. a setting, you have okay. to drop a payload. That's how the PS4 is working right now. Different than like things that you and I have like unanimously worked on before. Right. But that's just the method that we have to use. Interesting. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it, <laughs> it's going to make a big difference for the kind of methods they have to use right now. Yes. Um, yeah. Hopefully it's fairly easy to install. I don't know. I'm guessing you have to do some kind of soldering here. Hasn't really mentioned much, but I'm mm -hmm. assuming so. He he's, he did say on there that there's no soldering. Now, since it is going to be a mod chip, I'm assuming that... This means that you would, this is my assumption. Uh, it seems to me that it looks like you'd be able to either just have it externally on the console, like what we, like what I had, where it was just kind of hanging off there and hooked up, or you could actually like physically solder it to the console itself and just have it like internal, have nothing. In it. Right. Yeah. Might be the same board though, you're thinking? No, this is going to be a custom board. Uh, well, right. But I mean, the same board that would go internally and externally, you'd just be able to wire it up. I That's what I would assume. So that's what it's going to sound like. I'm not sure why they would have like separate boards for yeah. that. But yeah, I don't know as much about that kind of side of things, but it's really interesting. It sounds really cool. Yes. I'm excited for it. it definitely so sounds we'll like a step up. Yeah. Especially considering it said it would look like this was saying that it's kind of hard to get some of these other chips now. Uh, the ESP8266, yeah, they. 
They're not hard to get. They're just going up in price because of the popularity, the spike of popularity with them. So gotcha. this is like a $5 chip on Amazon before, and now it's like 10 or 11 bucks. Yeah. Nothing that's going to break the bank, but okay. still, there's an obviously demand for it. Sure. But even what it is, as we've mentioned, it's somewhat limiting with that. Because again, if you want to, if I want to add more payloads onto my existing one, I have to build a whole new bin file and then flash it over to that board right. and then activate it and run it. Gotcha. Well, that sounds pretty nice. I don't know what they're using JavaScript for, but that's kind of interesting. The JavaScript, that is how right now payloads are being run. On Interesting. That. So because everything I guess is through, it's a WebKit exploit, so perhaps yeah. they're utilizing that somehow. Exactly. Yeah, so because sense. of that, they're taking, because normally payloads are .bin files, but to have everything be automated through the WebKit exploits, they're being converted over to JavaScript files. So. Very interesting. Huh, it's clever. Yeah, I'm happy I did my homework on this. So now you're going <laughs> to get your ps4 even more updated and get that thing internal when you can exactly yeah whenever nice. this comes out i plan to get one and try it out oh man awesome yeah i'll be excited to hear about it for sure, for I'm, sure. That's, more and more i'm getting closer to like looking into a ps4 i don't know if i'll be getting two but the uh stuff that we've been talking about and uh you, you just came to you can, in general you can get an exploitable one for like less than 300 bucks right now yeah it's tempting tempting really yeah. tempting yeah, I would say get one sooner rather than later. But even so, there's there's other private exploits that are out, right? Well, they're yeah. not out. There's there's private exploits on higher firmers is what I should say. Yeah, I know. I just hate to buy like another game console and not have time to mod it or play it. Mm -hmm. But we'll see. I, I mean, it's interesting. Uh, me more and more all the time. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So is there, is there a whole lot more uh, to talk about with this? I mean, I think we hit most of the points here. Yeah, we we hit most of the stuff there, so I'm totally cool moving on from that. Awesome. So it sounds like we've got some new emulators for the PS4. We do. So kind of going along with the trend of this console, um, I don't know too much about this, so you would probably know better than I. Um is this loading through similar payloads or is this working differently? These are actual package files that are installed. So these are like actual apps that you okay. can run. Okay. And the PS4 was the console that had, we were talking about the recent, like uh, the recent package installer that was able to install homebrew. Or was that PS3? Uh, PS3, that was PS3 exploit that we were talking about. Okay. Where you could do that on official firmware. But PS4 has a package installer. Gotcha. If you run uh, PS4 hit. Gotcha. Very nice. So there are these the uh, first couple of emulators that we're seeing on this console. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they're yeah. Nintendo, and it says Sega, but it's not like Genesis. It's a Sega um, SMS. I'm trying, Sega Master System. That's Sega it. Master System. Yeah. Okay. So original Nintendo and Sega Master System. I've installed them. I've tried them out. Um, they've been ported, by the way, by Morpheus 1987, and they are okay right now. There's going to be a lot of games that will have issues. There's going to be a lot of games that um, are going to play with slowdown. I don't know right. if saving is a direct feature on there, and they're extremely minimalistic, but it's cool that you can have them on there. So I had a little bit of fun trying them out. Very nice. It doesn't look like there's a whole lot of information on this. It seems like they just kind of got leaked on Pacebin. Yeah, not really leaked, I guess, because like Morpheus was the one who who put them out. But he said, "Guess what? Someone posted Nintendo and Sega emulators for PS4 firmware 4.55 on Mega, and that was okay. it." So that was <laughs> all right. So just being sarcastic. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder. Do we have any idea what they're based on? If they're based on like RetroArch or 
Anything like that? Uh, that I would have to turn on my PS4 because I don't remember, but it says like who they are by. They're by other people and then they've been ported over by him, gotcha. by Morpheus1987. I don't know if they're directly retro arch or what. Well, cool. Yeah, so maybe someone in here would be able to comment on that. I'm not sure. Um, all I know, that's that's been my experience. I played around with them for a few minutes. Don't expect any like crazy greatness from them yet, but it's cool that we at least have them. Some yeah. nice homebrew to have on the system. Now. Yeah, I've never worked on emulators, but I would hope that just would you know uh, it doesn't look like the source code is out yet, um, unless they're in these uh, downloads. But they um, are not; they're just package files. Regardless, I hope that you know this just leads to more development. Uh, whether the source code comes out or he keeps it private, maybe works with some other people. Um, you know, be nice if we see more of that coming up for sure. And that's what I'm looking for because like right now I've, you know, I've messed around with the PS4 and all that stuff and it's been fun, but I'm just like, well, there's, there's a severe underwhelming amount of homebrew. Like these are like the two emulators I've been able to find. There's a test app I found and there's like one or two other pieces of true homebrew. The rest of it is just games really for the most part. Yeah. Which, like, even so, it's like, that's cool, but I'm actually, I'm looking, because I I purchase all my games, so the appeal of backing them up, I mean, that's cool. Pirating really does not appeal to me at all on the PS4 as a platform. Right. Um, but, and, and that's just me being honest on it. Um, but, like, what's appealed to me has been any potential homebrew that will come out, and on top of that, modding the actual games themselves on PS4. So, like, mod menus and such, and playing around with that, that's been cool to me. Yeah, I think that would be probably my... Favorite part. I think I've seen some of your videos on. Did you ever do that with uh, Grand Theft Auto? Yes. Uh, On 1.76 firmware, I did do a few Grand Theft Auto videos. I think I had seen those a while back. Yeah. Those are fun. That is really neat. Yeah. It's nice that consoles have enough RAM to be able to handle stuff like that. For sure. Yeah. And actually, even like Grimdo in the chat, he's saying I got mods running from update packages. And that is true. He's actually, I, I told him, I was like, this is the type of shit I want to see um because cool. he's been modding i think it's mortal Kombat xl and he just has it so like you can install the game and then you can install his mods through an update file and he right. has like texture swaps and character swaps and Very all cool. that stuff yeah like so grim shout out to you that that's the stuff i like to see that reminds me uh back in the day when the easiest way to mod halo 2 was to actually mod the uh map packs yeah because uh I mean, you, you could definitely rip it to a disc, and I didn't do that right away. Um, I can't remember if it was available. I probably was when I first got into the Xbox. But yeah, the easiest way to actually mod things was to go into the mod uh, or the map pack. Seems like an extra step because you have to actually install an update file. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty cool. It's really creative. I think back on Halo 2 as well, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was getting to the point on that where you couldn't... Um, you couldn't go online and mod the stock maps. You can only mod the DLC ones. Oh man, I never went online with my mods. Gotcha. I know a lot of people <laughs> that went online with their mods and they said on the last update, the only way, like you could not ma- mod any of the maps on disc and go online. Oh, I mean, I was, was a lot younger and uh, my dad was obviously paying for Xbox live. So I did not want to risk getting uh, banned or anything. We used excellent Kai a decent amount and actually like, would go into servers that modding was uh, allowed. Mm-hmm. So we'd actually just run around where people like knew we were going to mod. They were like looking for matches where people were modding. And it was a lot more enjoyable than just popping into a random game. Mm-hmm. There's that kind of exciting factor because I remember back when um, my Halo 2 or Wolfenstein, occasionally you'd get someone modding and it would like 
blow your mind, right? Mm-hmm. You're just expecting a normal match and all of a sudden all kinds of craziness is going on. So there, it is kind of exciting, mm-hmm. but yeah, it just wasn't worth the risk of getting banned for me. Understandable. And then even so, like I've just read a bunch of archive threats and such, but it was, it, it was gone, getting to the point where people said, there's like, yeah, if you take modern Halo two maps online, you're going to have fun for about four or six hours tops before your Xbox gets banned. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not trying to have that. I'm trying to still have fun. Exactly. I think yeah. there was one time we, though, where people freaked out or I think it might've been my dad who like signed back on with mods and had to like shut down the console real quick and realized what was going on and had to get them out of there and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah i don't I, I think he just hit me up and he was like uh i'm not sure how to like take these off but we need to do that so i can play online i actually i'm going to funny enough i'm actually going to screen share real quick because you mentioned x-link kai guys just like just, if, if you just want to have a smile just go to the x-link kai site like Devin, I'm not sure if you're oh, seeing man. this on your screen, but it just it it cracks me up with how old this is, and everything still works out here. But like it says right there, click to enable Adobe Flash Player, and this looks like it hasn't been updated in years. But it this just, site is sad. Yeah, it does it it doesn't like uh, you know scale normally to a screen or anything either. So I had <laughs> I just oh my God. I had a really good laugh just like kind of going through this, but I did get signed up, and by the way, when I when I signed up here. this shit was so old school i had to like you know sign up for my x tag and everything uh because i did this a few nights ago i had to sign up for my x tag and then it says okay you need to go to your email and verify so i did then sends you an email message back saying like hey here's your information the header information of the email was in plain text it wasn't hidden it was in plain text at the top of the email and then it had also my password given to me in clear text yeah in the body of the email (laughs) Well, at least the site looks old and is doing that because occasionally I find new sites that still follow that. Yeah, this one would be more forgivable, but that yeah. email definitely got deleted because I'm like, right. yeah, no, 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 delete, no, no. Change password. <laughs> That's when people uh, like websites actually believed people would change their passwords. They don't. The average person doesn't. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, that's really funny. That is incredible. <laughs> It's definitely a trip to the past. I'm gonna have to actually take a look at that on my own computer at some point. Yeah, the small screen, like the small window. Yeah, I was not is... zoomed out on that, Devin. That's how it normally loads yeah. in a 1920 by 1080 screen. Yeah, that's like absolute <laughs> positioning to the max. There's nothing dynamic about that website whatsoever. Oh man, oh man, that's made awesome. me made me laugh. I enjoyed it, but yeah. So you checked that out a little while ago. The last time I mentioned it. Uh, which one? Uh, Excellent. Comment. Yeah yeah okay yes i thought you're talking about right now i was like man you signed up for that on the air that's no 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 no, no. i signed up a few nights ago nice yeah yeah i haven't checked it out in so long i mean since you know halo 2 is still plenty in its prime mm-hmm. um but yeah no that's that is awesome i wonder if it, i mean this hopefully the servers are still kicking i bet it's one of these things because i think it was they, more, they are still kicking yeah, yeah. people are playing online with it, i don't yeah. know if it was peer-to-peer or not but depending on how it was set up, if it was peer to peer, it could be one of those things where, like, as long as one person's online, like, I don't, I don't want to misspeak on that, so I'm going to reserve because I, I've never even used Xlink Kai. Yeah. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Never it used good, it. It was a good time. It was, I mean, it was convenient depending on how your like setup was. I had, uh, we had our Xbox in like a different room than the computer, so I was like running to the other room to change the <laughs> servers. You know, yeah, you had to do it because it was manual, and then you had to like chat with people on there as well too. Yeah, so. yeah, that didn't work. Really oh well. man, it was fun though. It was awesome just being able to go into like modding lobbies, and I'd like create a lobby, and then like you know uh, just be like, "Hey, mods here," and just like chat with people, be like, "I'm about to start this. Come on in for mods." Like, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I need to be away for the duration of this game, right? <laughs> but no, it was a, it was a blast. It's funny. That's funny. 
Anyways, should we move on to the next topic here? Yeah, you want to go ahead and grab this one? Sure. It's like it looks like the PS4 is really popping this month. Yeah, just a bit. A lot of stuff going on. Just a bit. This is technically from last month, but it's all good. We didn't cover it on last month's mod chat, so we're covering it now. You know, <laughs> didn't have to say that. But <laughs> it, it says on there March 27th. Uh, nobody reads the show notes. That's why we talk about it. <laughs> they come here for us to talk about it, not so they can read it. Exactly. We love you all for that. Thank you. Yeah. Especially everybody in the chat today. The chat's still popping. It's awesome. Yeah. Chat's doing all right. But anyways, um, so PS4, it looks like uh, XOR Loser. Zor Loser. Zor Loser? Yes. Okay. Zor Loser publishes a tool to help people reverse engineer the Wi-Fi and Bluetooth firmware. This is on the PS4. Um, I don't look like we have a whole lot actually uh, coming out of this, like results from this kind of work yet, but it's pretty interesting. It's kind of one of these things that appears to be more uh, kind of giving us something to look forward to in the future, being able to make software that actually integrates in with the Wi-Fi and the Bluetooth chips maybe. And uh, yeah, just get more access to the PS4's hardware. For sure. Uh, I don't know if you figured out any more about that, but this is this article is all I know about it. To be honest, it, it has some good information on here. Like this, some of it's been confirmed and such. Like yeah, uh, like here it says, Zor Loser has confirmed that the Wi-Fi chip firmware is unencrypted on the PS4. And this was mentioned four years ago by Mod Robert. It says so. Uh, that seems to be a bit of an oversight from Sony. Well, it just shows that sometimes you yeah, uh, and sometimes you need like the right people in the scene at the right times to actually do certain things through that just like what we saw with ps3 exploit over the past few months yeah 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 it's pretty interesting uh you know hopefully we'll see something interesting uh that comes out of it i think really like the moral of the story here is that the ps4 is getting a lot of love right now it seems so it's pretty cool mm-hmm. yeah i mean hopefully uh, having you know more access to the actual native hardware on a console is always uh you know better than not so. absolutely that's the end goal yeah having complete control Exactly. Completely compromised. Complete control. Speaking of compromised, we're going to get to that like soon. Yeah, that was a little foreshadowing. Just a little foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> but before we get there, we have to keep talking about Sony. Yeah. Is... No more PS4 talk, though. No. No more PS4 talk. We, we finished our PS4 topics. And don't worry, this is not going to be Sony chat. We have plenty to come. Yeah. But before we get away from Sony... What's going on? Why don't you take this one? Sure. So the flow has confirmed that PS Vita firmware 3.68 does not break his 3.67 exploit that lets Hinkaku run, right. as said beautifully by Wololo. Well, written by Aurora on uh, the Wololo site. I'll go ahead and share my screen here with what I'm looking at article-wise on this. But right here... Uh, Aurora was talking about this and they were saying, you know, yesterday uh, the flow had some time to analyze firmware 3.68. He's been able to find out the following. He is still able to run Hinkaku on firmware 3.68. So that means his upcoming hack for firmware 3.67 hasn't been broken. This means that the exploits he's been using to run Hinkaku on firmware 3.67 haven't been patched. It seems that Sony did actually patch some kernel bugs, three of them in fact. On the bright side, these exploits could lead to kernel code execution only on a dev kit, so the aforementioned hack hasn't been affected. Right. Initially, the flow reported that firmware 3.68 added TLS version 1.2 support, but upon further inspection, 
It turned out that TLS version 1.2 support was added in firmware 3.67. Having TLS version 1.2 support in the browser and in the system as a whole is great since some websites such as GitHub have dropped support for TLS version 1.1. And here they're pretty much warning you saying like, hey, you know what? Lower firmware you're on, the better. As we've talked about in previous episodes, the fir the flow has said, hey, I have everything working on 3.67. He's going to be waiting like a year. That's what he said. Yeah, at the time <laughs> of writing. So that was now it's going to be less than a year, that thankfully. Was like a month or two ago? Something like that, yeah. I, so. I, I think it was two months ago. Yeah. But uh, no, so it looks like everything should still be on board for the most part, unless you're looking for Enzo on a later firmware. You're probably not going to be able to get that, unfortunately, um, or it might be a bit more of a hacky way. But either way, this is nice to have. So they've patched a few things, but there's still methods to get in there. And Hinkaku is still working privately. It's not released publicly, but it's right. working privately on 3.68. Yeah, so don't get too excited about this just yet. But it's nice to know that, like, I mean, obviously it's not released. So there are better chances of this, you know, than if it was. But it's nice to see that. Uh, whatever method he's using has not been patched for sure. Um, so, you know, we've heard this a lot of times from developers. Uh, the flow is making sure things are right. And I'm sure he's going to have a very strategic release. Uh, you never know when some of these developers will even hold back their exploit until it has been patched. Mm -hmm. That way they know they can, you know, are not going to burn it. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, who knows when this will actually come out, but doesn't look like Sony's on to whatever method he's using at the moment. Right. So, so. we will mm -hmm. see. That's awesome. We will see. By the way, what is the latest firmware that can use Enzo right now? Is it? Oh, that I let me go ahead and check the article again because I closed out of it. I'm sorry. So unprofessional here. Um, I'm still on 3.6. Um, so I still have Enzo and all that running. But let's see. Uh, it is important to mention that firmware 3.67 broke Hinkaku Enzo. So the flows hack will only get you the temporary Hinkaku that you have to apply to every reboot on firmware 3.67 and presumably 3.68. Right. So latest firmware, you're not going to be able to do that. I know we had, I believe we had talked about this where you can now, if you're on 3.6, you can update to 3.65 and still get Hinkaku that way. Um, so it's pretty much you go 3.6, install Hinkaku on it, and then updates to 3.65 and still retain your Hinkaku installation okay. there. And I believe Enzo's, I haven't updated mine, so I believe Enzo still works with that method. But if anybody's trying to follow this, please, please double, triple check that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That, <laughs> that goes for pretty much anything. Anytime you're hacking a console, anytime you're doing any kind of modding, triple check the guides. Make sure you dotted all your I's and crossed all your T's. Um, we're not professionals. We're just here to geek out on this stuff with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fun times. Yeah, and also it looks like people are confirming 3.65 is latest for Enzo, 3.65. It's 3.6 for Vita, and you install a custom 3.65 Enzo. So that's there it. You. Okay. But again, I've been telling people, because some people are just like, oh, 3.65 is exploitable. I'm like, no, 3.6 is exploitable. Right. You have to have 3.6 to upgrade to a modified 3.65. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. <laughs> Thanks, chat, for the clarification. Yeah, Come chat through. homies. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Buzz. Sorry. That's fine. <laughs> Surprised me in both ways. De Devin's phone buzzes. So I, I have a habit sometimes of doing that. Like if, if we're at work or something or like someone's phone just like obnoxiously buzzes, I will out loud say buzz. <laughs> <laughs> it must be a riot to work with Danny. I try. I try. I'm going to put that on. 
silent. <laughs> we don't need you buzzing. <laughs> Ain't no buzzing up in here. Yeah. So, so earlier, I did mention it's good to compromise consoles. It is good to. It, we, we we're looking for a compromise. Right. Here. Compromise is always good. Yeah. And there has been no shortage of Switch news the past few months. It's been crazy. Actually, Sorry, guys. We're getting into Nintendo chat here. Literally the past year, basically. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Because we, we saw stuff with the Switch immediately out of the gate. Like within, I think, within a month or so. Within a month. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, there's more. And really what this is kind of just summarizing is, you know, we've, we've talked about a bunch of different developers working on this. This isn't just one team. There's several teams. I'm sure they're sharing a lot of knowledge, but there's a lot going on from custom firmwares to cold boot solutions to even, uh, you know, completely running like actual Linux distributions straight on the hardware. Oh, yeah. And really, like pretty much all the big developers have been saying this is done for this console is completely compromised in its current state with the current hardware. It is just game over. Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of this really comes down to what we've talked about in the past already, which is the Tegra X one chip. Um, the documented, you know, stuff with that, the, uh, flaws that Nintendo failed to fix. Um, the stuff that was even disclosed to them once this, you know, came out really, uh, before any of these like hacks really started coming out, basically it just was like, Hey, you guys have got like a hardware flaw. And that's pretty much been, you know, all she wrote for the console. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know. Uh, how much have you like really looked into this? So the thing we're mainly referencing here is a article on Nintendo life, which I'll go ahead and, um, and share and by the way just just to answer that i've i've looked into it quite a bit here uh i know not only like research for this but like stuff in my free time but also i i had a pretty good discussion with epic martin one over from source gaming about this as well too so check that out if y'all want to cool. but um no here it's uh from nintendo life again hacker praises nintendo switches security efforts but says console is completely compromised uh now this was with our friend here we we don't we've never talked to him but we've talked no. about him so much friend of the show yeah friend of the show cyrez <laughs> m a member of the reswitch group has spoken to a member of the gba temp form about the current state of switch security so here he was saying uh, let's see. Yeah, talking about the console being completely compromised due to its reliance on NVIDIA's Tegra firmware, well, hardware, as Devin mentioned. But he says, quote, I think that software-wise, Nintendo has done a really great job. Their operating system, Horizon, is a new updated version of the OS on the 3DS with all of the hardening that has come from the 3DS's years of security issues. There have been a few unfortunate mistakes on their part, but by and large, HOS is extremely secure. We've still not seen a, even one traditional exploitable vulnerability in the HOS kernel, which I think speaks well of the investment Nintendo has been making into securing their platform. I think that the Switch's biggest weakness security-wise is that it's running on and has to be designed around the Tegra X1 hardware. Right, and right. then here, when asked about the what when asked what degree of control hackers currently have over the Switch, Cyrus M replied, the Switch has been completely compromised. All current hardware can be compromised. They can mitigate vulnerabilities in newer units, though either via a hardware oh, through either via a hardware revision or updating the boot ROM patches written at the factory. They're currently in the process of doing so with a new SOC called Merico. 
I expect this will be a silent revision where newer units will start being sold using the newer hardware without any special marketing. It's interesting because this is the first time I've heard of this, especially with the code name here. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, no, there's been, a, I, I believe, in one of the latest firmwares, it was 5.01, uh, because, you know, people have been reversing it and all that stuff on SwitchBrew. But it was noted there that uh, Merico was mentioned as well as a RAM upgrade. So that's what Epic Martin and I had discussed. So kind of just to reiterate a little bit of that, uh, Merico, that's supposed to be a update to this. And we were just kind of assuming that this is going to be designed to fix up stuff like this, fix up the boot ROM exploits and kind of mitigate that. And then the references to eight gigabytes of RAM, we believe that that's, pre- and most people are, speculating that that's probably just going to be for dev kits and that's probably just going to be to help aid the development process of games and smooth that out but it's probably yeah. not we're probably not going to see that on retail hardware which isn't super uncommon I mean, we've seen that with dev kits before mm-hmm. just because uh when you're running all kinds of debug tools and other software like as you're developing it will obviously take up more resources than the game alone mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I know uh, the 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 time I had cited that actually was um, the example I used on there was like with the Xbox 360. Later on in its life cycle, dev kits had a gigabyte of RAM and retail units forever had 512 megabytes of RAM. And the reason why they did that was so developers could have more leeway so they could have the game running which is not polished, by the way. There's going to be issues with the game. Right. And they have to debug it on top of that as well, too. So if the game, like halfway through development, has to use 600 megabytes of RAM to just run, they're going to have that extra threshold. And then what they would do as they get ready for a production release or retail release here, they would then have to compress the game to make sure that it is running, right. it is utilizing, you know, it's staying within that 512 megabytes of RAM. Right, optimizing, removing uh, memory leaks, things exactly. that they to chase down, just kind of like, yeah, just reducing that memory footprint in all kinds of ways. Mm-hmm. And then with that too, the the thing is, it also depends on the build of the game. I'm sure, like if if this is anything like that, um, like in the Xbox 360, with that, uh, you would think like, okay, let me grab a dev kit and I'm just going to play all my 360 games on there in one gigabyte mode, and they're going to play better. That's not really the case because almost every game you're going to pick up or every build is going to be designed for 512 megabytes of RAM. So it's not even going to see that other 512. You would have to get a build of a game that has been modified or has been designed to use the one gigabyte of RAM. And then even at that, you're probably not going to have the best time because it's going to, there's going to be reasons that it needs those extra resources because it's unpolished. Yeah. Yep. No, absolutely. So that's interesting. We'll see what happens. Yes. I think the switch could possibly benefit from some more RAM. It actually did happen, Mm -hmm. but uh, I can't see that that for like a super switch or switch pro or something. I was going to say, I couldn't see that actually being a silent rollout, Mm -hmm. but we'll see. Yeah. If it's just for development, it's not going to be a silent rollout, but if it's going to be passed on to retail users, then it is absolutely going to be in like a, a pro version of the switch or a new switch. I don't like the, the, Well, I don't know. I just like how I still haven't gotten my second Switch yet, but it makes me feel all warm and fuzzy knowing that all the Switches can be compromised currently. So right now, even if I don't have one with low enough firmware to get on the early action, um, you know, looks like pretty much everyone will get a chance one way or another. Correct. Yeah. Then even at that point, like worst case, Devin, if you want to mess around with your Switch um, and, you know, have some happy fun time with it, you can go out and just pick up another new Switch or pick up a used Switch, whatever it might be. Yeah. Even so, if they come out with a new hardware revision, but mine's exploitable, it's like, oh well, I still 
just pick up pick up a new one if it's going to be on the latest firmware just do a system transfer over to that that switch and then you're gonna have have a nice fresh switch it's going to have all the launch bugs ironed out that you can play stock with and then you have your old switch which you can just wipe and exploit and have fun with i'm saying yeah may get there i don't know i'm still i'm still keeping my eye out for a good switch deal but they're uh, going they're going up in price right now because everyone's looking for them but hopefully with some news that we're going to be talking about here that's not going to be as much of the case and it might put some of you all at ease we're talking about this next topic here sure yeah we're talking about uh fused jelly yeah (laughs) you asked me how to say it i was like i didn't know how to say it's fine i didn't know how to say it either i had to like someone had to enunciate it yeah i was like ah okay okay i wonder if we could put that into google and if it would like give you like a pronunciation fuse jelly anyways uh do do you mind if i take this here no please do you definitely know more about it than i did a lot of notes on this i was you can ask Devin to verify this i was up until like midnight or 12 30 last night just like going hard reading all of this got the messages yeah that's for sure hey i learned a lot man it was fun that's good yeah so kate timken who is a hardware hacker uh has talked about she ended up making a fact for fuse jelly now uh, we're going to have all the links available down below in the description for everything that we're talking about if you're watching this on YouTube. Uh, but the reason why I was mentioning this here is because, uh, what is it? I was mentioning this all here. Um, I'm not going to show the fact on screen just because it's very wordy. It's just long, a whole lot of information. Uh, but I end up writing some notes on it. So this is kind of my summarized version. So Fuse Jelly is a cold boot hack software launcher as stated by kate herself it will be released alongside atmosphere custom firmware which we talked about yep. last episode so which was that made by cyrus M? cyrus M. i yes. believe so so yes coming full circle here yes yeah so they're going to be working alongside that uh they're waiting on a disclosure period to finish up and the estimated time of arrival is going to be summer of this year Very now nice. now when you're talking about um exploitable compromise and all that stuff this is possible due to an issue in the current Tegra X1 build when it comes out of the factory. At the moment, all switches, regardless of firmware, can use this. So the lower the firmware is, the better. And then to quote Kate here, quote, the relevant vulnerability is the result of a coding mistake in the read-only boot ROM found in most Tegra devices. This boot ROM can have minor patches made to it in the factory, eye patches but cannot be patched once a device has left the factory. This immutability is actually a good thing in terms of security. If it were possible to apply patches to the boot ROM after a unit had been shipped, anyone with a sufficiently powerful exploit would be able to make their own patches, bypassing boot security. It also means that any switch currently affected will continue to be able to use Fuse Jelly throughout its life." End quote. And this was disclosed as a bug to respective parties as it can majorly affect many vulnerable devices out there, not just the Switch. And on that note, I think that kind of comes back to the quote about the Switch having like, you know, really good security. They had a really good approach. They really went out of their way to do some really good things. Mm -hmm. They just fell victim to something that, you know, a very, very small uh, bug here (laughs) that actually like just kind of was in game for them. Um, and I believe we've talked about it in the past. I can't remember exactly what the what thing was, but it was like some kind of a kernel flag or something like that, or a, a build flag mm-hmm. that was a very minor thing. It was very well documented in their documentation. I believe this is what they are, are leveraging here. I'm yes, not 100% sure. I believe so. But that is the big exploit that has been talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And sounds like there's even multiple ways of fully explaining this as well, too, because multiple groups have confirmed this. And it seems like even there's been banter between groups where it's like, well, yes, we have pretty much the same thing as this other group, but it's not the same thing. Right. I wonder if that's more entry points. And I think most likely. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there has to be multiple entry points. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, again, we don't have, a, we have an ETA right now. So I don't think anybody's got a major like custom firmware release or anything right now, but no, not yet. But uh, summer is not too far away. That's true. I do have some more notes on this though. So to me, it said, it sounds like this is expected to use payloads like the PS4. The thing that I was talking about, you know, near the beginning of the show, um, because due to the recommendation of a minimum uh, of a 64 gigabyte micro SD card to run a payload to dump the system NAND. And she believes she essentially has built out her own equivalent of what Team Executor is planning to release as she has a board, which could be a mod chip she plans to release into the open source world as an inexpensive mod chip. This mod chip will have solder and solderless versions. Installation so far does not sound overly complicated from what has been hinted, and a hard mod is uh, optional. It is not required for Fuse Jelly. So it's basically going to be an easy way to bootstrap your system to be you know, compatible with this. But if you're on a low enough uh, firmware with something where you could like access Pegaswitch, I'm sure you'll be able to install this through that mean. Mm-hmm. So... Um, it's really exciting to know like the kind of possibilities that we have here and to see this kind of hardware uh, be announced or planned for already and have so much work into it. Um, you know, we've fallen victim to like the, you know, the 3DS scene, you know, gateway ruled that for so long and there wasn't any kind of like open Yeah, because source. there was nothing else. Right. There's, there was nothing else out there that could be used. There's no other open hardware. There was no other open source solutions. We would see hints of things that were still like super closed source. Mm-hmm. So this is just... I mean, you can't get a whole lot better off for the scene. You know, this kind of news, it's funny. Uh, I don't think I've ever felt so patient for, like, hacks to actually drop. Because mm-hmm. I see how sophisticated all this is. I'm just like, no, you guys just do what you need to do. We're all doing it very well. Yeah. Very excited, but... Because they're, they're trying to do everything right the first time. Right. Which I really appreciate. And they've even said it in here, multiple people have said, like, we want to foster a community and really do everything stable, do it nice, do it clean, but also really promote homebrew. We don't yep. want to go out. We, we don't want to promote piracy. We don't want this to become a piracy machine. Which comes back to the re-switch releases, you know, just a few months ago where they had all, you know, like a really good SDK in the works. They have an emulator for debugging your homebrew applications that is working uh, and all kinds of stuff to really be, make homebrew a first class citizen and not something that's a pain to work on. For sure. Cause I can imagine, you know, um, if you don't have a, like a sophisticated toolkit, sophisticated tools like an emulator, some professional developer who is used to these kind of like niceties, they might have potential to bring to the homebrew scene, but they might just you know turn their nose at it because it's not what they're used to. It's not up to the standards. True that. So uh, this all just sets such a good precedent, and I'm happy waiting just because I want this to come out, like you said, come out like really strong the first time around. Mm-hmm. Make sure we come uh, out of the gate really well. Yeah. And have uh, and have things that are going to be similar to like what we had with 3ds.guide and Wii U.guide and you right. know yeah there's a switch it's not switch.guide but I think it's like switch.hacks.guide or something like that and hacks.guide is a kind of like root we website that you can go to now to find all of the uh, gu- similar guides that have been written by this uh, user for apply how do you spell his name. Uh, Plyset, I believe. Ply, Ply Tech, something like that. I I've, wish we knew. I've never properly said his name out loud. I'm sorry. That's, that's what's so hard about taking these internet 
you know, <laughs> things and bringing them to light in a podcast. <laughs> We're always going to be struggling with the names. Maybe we should just, if we if we ever rebrand ourselves, just pick like very basic, easy to say one word names, like like spoon. Yeah. Yeah. Or water. Yep. I mean, I don't know. Rain. Paranoid Coder and Mr. Mario are pretty hard to mess up. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Still, I'm thinking like, you know, just like. Just really making it easy. Just, just go to the point where we will go get boring with our names. It's like, yeah. yo, what's up? This is water. I don't even know if you can have <laughs> handles that are like one character, but they probably if they are if they exist, they probably cost a lot of money. What about that? We we could go as that one unnamed Indian character that was crashing iOS. <laughs> do you know oh, what I'm talking yeah, about? Oh <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, we could just keep. There's a bit a lot of those characters that have come across the iPhone over the years. Mm-hmm. A lot of different stuff like that. So we'll just keep up with the trends and just keep changing it. Whatever's crashing the iPhone today, mm-hmm. that's what we will be. Exactly. Life goals. Someone's someone's even trying to play along with this thing. Hey, this is one. See? You know, just, <laughs> yeah. Pretty no much. Yeah, there's a limited amount of numbers, so. That's true. That yeah. might make things more difficult, though. I know. I'm pretty sure there was like some user. I can't remember the 3DS C that was like a lot of random numbers. And it was just like, I just remember that as like, oh yeah, that's that one developer. That's just a string of numbers. I'm <laughs> not even going to begin to remember what that is. But exactly. You just, know it because no one else does it. So it worked for him. Yep. Worked for us. Worked for us. Yeah. So do you want to finish up the kind of the, uh, like kind of, uh, FAQ that you had here. Sure. Yeah. There, so there were a few things that I did lift quote for quote from Kate here. And I and I just want to touch up on two of them. So again, I really recommend if you got like 10, 15 minutes, read the fact. It's great. Um, but a few of the things I want to pull. So one of them is question. You seem to be opposed to Team Executor. What are your thoughts on them as a group? Answer. While it's cool that they want to build technical solutions to switch hacking problems, I completely detest what I've seen of their practices and methods. Not just the, do they publicly endorse piracy and seek to profit from keeping information to a few people, but they're also willing to drop a zero day that affects a broad swath of devices on the public without any responsible disclosure. All in all, I think that Team Executor seems to be without morals or scruples, and I'm happy to do as much as I can to reduce their profitability and thus disincentivize these awful behaviors. Strong statement. Strong words, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then the last thing here, I want to get the very last thing that Kate talked about because I don't know if we'd mentioned this, but for a bit around uh, like uh, around Twitter and the the social network sphere, uh, people were talking about uh, Joy-Con hacks. I remember this. Yeah. Yes, so that is answered here. There's been a ton of memeing around Joy-Con hacks. Do the Joy-Cons actually have direct kernel access or do they give you access to something you need in Horizon? The answer to this is the Joy-Cons definitely do not have current direct kernel access. The switch operating system Horizon is based on a microkernel architecture and thus drivers for most hardware peripherals are run as less privileged EL0 user land system applications called sys modules. The Joy-Con interfacing is mostly handled by the HID sys module. Through the bus and the Bluetooth system, modules help to ferry data along. None of these play any role in launching Fuse Jelly. While software modifications to the Joy-Con can be fun and useful, and we do have the capability to arbitrarily hack the Joy-Con firmware, custom Joy-Con firmware is currently not involved at all in launching any of the Fuse Jelly variants. But hey, if you come up with a clever solution that patches Joy-Con software to do something exploity, I'd love to hear it. And with that, she was done. Yeah, no, and I don't really remember 
how that got started or trending or what kind of evidence at all we had on. I remember hearing about it. But. We had seen some photos where there was, uh, I believe uh, there was photos of Linux booting up on the switch or like the kernel running and all of that. And there was just a lot of mess of cables and things connected to where the joy cons connect to the system. Gotcha. Yeah. And the joy cons just looked kind of hacked up. So people were saying joy con hacks. I kind of participated in that too. I'm sorry. Yeah. It was a good time. <laughs> it, it was, was it fun. was, but yeah, I, I do remember that now actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there you have it. From someone who seems to know their stuff. Yes. Um, she definitely knows her stuff. So yeah. thank you, Kate. Definitely provides some good evidence there. Makes sense. Uh, they run on a totally different, um, you know, like layer of the, the whole entire uh, architecture. So, um, mm-hmm. Sounds like you would almost have to have an exploited system to be able to exploit the Joy Cons to be able to exploit something firm further. Exactly. So maybe that'll happen in the future. That'd be interesting. It would be. We've we'll seen see. crazier things. Yeah. <laughs> this was even to answer kind of the Joy Con hacks here that we'd seen. Mason in the chat was saying that was for a UART cable. It was used for debugging. Gotcha. So it's probably just a convenient spot, uh, you know, somewhere on yeah. the internals. Yeah. It it it, it looked it looked a lot cooler than what it actually did. People are expecting it would launch a bunch of home routes. Like, no, this is just debugging. Yeah. Yeah. It just makes it easier. <laughs> yep. And I don't think he, the actual like poster of that, the original poster was ever said anything about joy con no. hacks. No, they did not. That was totally, it just, just looked like joy con hacks, but didn't say anything about joy con hacks. Well, that's what's nice about this scene is that even though there's like some of that, you know, False positive going around. We still have a lot of stuff going on. Oh, yeah. Which almost makes it harder to decipher between what's real and what's not. Mm-hmm. It's like Joy-Con hacks. Yeah, probably. I mean, like at this rate, yeah. <laughs> not surprised, but. We'll see it. As of Maybe. right now, no Joy-Con hacks. No Joy-Con hacks. Huh. So, we do have some other um, updates. We do. From Team Executor. From Team Executor. Yep. So, this isn't really like a rebuttal to what was just said. But they do have an update. Uh, so they kind of reiterated. I think we already know this. We've already kind of talked about this. Um, Team Executor reiterates that their hardware is going to work on all current revisions of the Switch. So that's kind of the highlight of this article. Um, we have a quote here uh, from the admin of Team Executor, uh, basically addressing some people being a little bit rude, I guess, and just kind of like, you know, I guess fighting over a lot of this stuff. Perhaps it's a lot of the controversy over, you know, a lot of people doing open source versions, uh, a lot of, you know, this company trying to profit off of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, he said to sum it up, as stated before, our mod is future proof. I know everyone is screaming for more proof after, uh, more proof after Nintendo's big 5.0 release. Don't worry. Be, uh, be happy. Stay calm and chill out. There will be solderless and solder versions when the time comes as we get closer to releasing more info will be released. But due to cloners, e-famers, and other reasons, you will not see much info posted like pics, etc. until just before the pre-orders start. And we have not finalized a release date either, so don't whine about that either. Um, all I can say is things are moving smoothly. The prototype boards are in the hands of our skilled development team. They are busy putting the final touches on for you to give you a complete, nice solution for modding, improving it, your Nintendo Switch to the fullest your hardware can take you. So, uh, no big evidence. Um, we'll see what happens. It seems like they're at least doing a decent job of staying out of drama, not feeding into it, not looking childish or anything like that. Trying to on there. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, probably the better People thing to do... People are just kind of initiating the drama, too. Yeah. So. I mean, I think probably the better thing to do would be to just not address it at all. 
professional, but at the same time, when it's, it's like the internet, yeah, everything on the internet's important. When, like you're you're posting on a thread trying to announce some stuff, and that's all you're getting is that kind of attention. I get it exactly. So, um, yeah, I mean, the team executor knows what they're doing. They they stand for what they stand for, which is probably mostly profit. And you yeah, know, they look at themselves as a business, which I mean, they are a business on that front. Yeah. So, so they're going to keep moving along. Uh, no one's gotten discouraged here yet. They're going to keep doing their thing. Uh, still on track, so you know. Don't ask for the ETA. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing I did want to cite here is a week ago at this point, and I didn't include this in, in here because I just like I kind of found this skimming last night. But this is going back to the original team executor thread. Uh, someone had actually posted about the fact for Fuse Jelly, and executor had responded saying, "Sadly, a lot of her fact info is not totally correct." And then someone was saying, let me see. No, I think that was it on there. No, that was the only response I saw directly to Fuse Jelly. But yeah, no, all we know from Team Executor going off based off that is they claim that a lot of her info is not totally correct. And I can only assume that would be more in reference to her theorizing that she has what Executor has or she knows 100% what Executor's doing. Right. Which she did not say herself on there, but you know, it was... it. She didn't say she 100% knew what they were doing, but it was one of those things where it wasn't even implied. It was just like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I have this is what they're doing. And then she has a similar delivery to that as well, too. So, yep. yeah, I think it'd be cool to see. Yeah, it's I mean, I'm all for competition. Um, I am not the uh, biggest person opposed to like hardware either. You know, I'm I'm OK with. Team Executor releasing this. I think it's really healthy competition. I would, you know, would prefer to see open hardware, um, open source software. That's kind of just my nature, but I'm okay with competition, especially if we have some open source things that's just going to push everyone. Mm-hmm. So for sure. I, and yeah, that's, and that's, I, I can agree with that. That's what I was going to say as well, too. It's like, and all these people are looking at it as a push as well, kind of a challenge, but just like, Hey, we know what Team Executor does. We don't support it, but we have all the shit that they do, and we can do all the shit that they do. So let's just make it and release it openly and yeah. public source, and like open source for free. It's putting the fire under people because it, you know some of these people are really actually fired up. Mm-hmm. You can tell they're very passionate about this, um, and I'm glad there's people like that in the scene right now. For sure, it's going to keep things very healthy. I think going for a long time. For sure. Yeah. And I'll say like uh, one person, Razor X was saying here, unless the TX mod chip is dirt cheap, I really don't care about it. I'm going to theorize that the open source chip that Kate is making is going to be cheaper simply because you'll be able to take the open source design and shop it around to different factories like PCB way or any other places. And simply because of that, it's going to be a cheaper option. Right. There's going to be other companies that take that design and just try and get the price even lower. Yep. Just because they can. Yep. Um, it might start out a little bit higher depending on, you know, the first company that gets it, but just that's the way the sure. competition works. These boards are not expensive. Uh, so if the, the, the design's out there, we're just going to see knockoffs after knockoffs and hopefully, you know, we don't have a quality issue or anything like that. Let's hope not. But time will tell. Uh, it's exciting. We'll see. And, and it's even more exciting. What's more exciting, Devin? Right now, we're kind of limited to some pretty early firmwares on the Switch. It's getting harder and harder to find stuff. I believe 3.0 is the latest firmware that you can run all the Pega switch stuff on. True. Um, but it looks like uh, there might be some hope for some higher firmwares, uh, you know, in the not too distant future. Someone by the name of Marco Grassi uh, 
basically posted on Twitter a little bit of proof that he has an arbitrary read-write WebKit uh, exploit running on the switch running 5.0.1. So uh, according to him, if you look through the comments on this tweet, it doesn't look like it actually goes very deep. Uh, there's going to be more exploits that needs are needed to actually get down to the kernel layer to be able to get control of this thing. But it's a nice starting point. Um, mm -hmm. It's putting, you know, uh, you know, kind of just like something to build off of. Uh, I'm not sure how much information he's actually released on this. So hopefully we don't I just see have this. that tweet side of that's all. Yep, that's that's pretty much all I've been able to really find on it. So hopefully it doesn't get patched in the next release. Hopefully it stays around. But uh, would be nice. Uh, I haven't looked too much into Marco Grassi. It doesn't look like he's actually uh, that familiar with the Switch. He's a security researcher. Um, so I think that's what actually what he does as a day job. Mm -hmm. So perhaps he can hand this off to someone who might actually have more experience in the Switch scene. Um, we'll see. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think that's probably what's going to happen, though. But I'm sure also the people in the Switch scene, um, the important figureheads already have access through 5.0.1 as well. So. Yeah, I wouldn't be too surprised. I don't know if you've seen any talks about that, but none that um, can come to mind. But I mean, people I have openly said so many times, like, "Hey, our shit works on every firmware, every Switch out right now." Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's hard to tell whether yeah. it's like the only the hint that we've gotten is they've said if you're on anything higher than i believe 4.1 it's going to not be as convenient for you to do all the fun okay. stuff but it's possible gotcha yeah so moving on to the next one moving on to the next one we both have uh, gotten our eyes on this next topic we have and that is we have the homebrew app store nx yes for the switch yes so you want to give like a little bit of backstory on like uh the fun we had a couple weeks ago absolutely so devin and i decided to have a modding party yeah yeah <laughs> no it was pretty awesome um i can't say there's probably any other person in my life that i would ever have a mod party with so oh, when you brought up that topic i was just like yes absolutely let's do it dude because i was there i'm like i have all these projects that i want to tackle i want to do at least one of them tonight like you've talked about your modding debt several times on yes. here and i was like dude modding do you just want to hang out we're not gonna do any videos we're not gonna do any streams we just hang out and eat pizza and mod shit yeah and you were immediately like the, the text came back immediately you're just like yes yep. when <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of text messages that i see and i'm like this can wait <laughs> that could not wait but no, it was a lot of fun. Um, obviously, you're the one with the the uh, hackable switch here, as we've mm -hmm. kind of talked about multiple times. So uh, you busted yours out. We kind of went through the process. I was kind of like half doing my own thing while we were going through stuff. I was working on my PSP, and my Wii U. Um, but yeah, no, like you went through the process. You got sure. the web exploit going mm -hmm. and got the homebrew app store loaded. For sure. And the homebrew app store, it is this looking thing. It is very clean. It's awesome. Yeah. You launch it through um, Pegaswitch. Yep, the web exploit. Exactly. You have to launch it through Pegaswitch, which by the way, Pegaswitch, as they have said many times, and I confirm this now, it is truly not ready for end user consumption yeah i mean the shit takes a while to boot up it's kind of clunky to boot up it doesn't work all the time yeah you had to reboot a, a lot number of times <laughs> i mean it wasn't even just one or two <laughs> it was it was going to be a little surprising by the end of it so i'm sure you were kind of like looking at it and you're just like oh maybe i don't want the 3.0 switch right now no <laughs> actually what i kept thinking was okay good this is like i've got a, a minute or two to like come back to what i was doing <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but no i mean yeah yeah 
it didn't make me like super eager to go out and grab one. I mean, I was not unimpressed, mm-hmm. but you know, I was struggling enough to get, you know, what we were doing that night done. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not in a huge rush. I'm very happy to see what's going on though. Cause yeah, yes. for an early release, this is, it looks beautiful. Slick. You load it up on there through the normal methods and then you can simply pick what homebrew you want. You can download it, it extracts, and then you can launch it from the screen and it is awesome. I can tell you all from firsthand experience, it is great. I like this, and if the PS4 is truly getting something like this, like we reported on last um, last month, I'm excited. Yeah, no doubt. This shit's awesome. Um, I've seen homebrew kind of app store-like things pop up you know, many times over, and this one's done really well at the gate. It's very polished. Obviously, we installed a bunch of different homebrew, some emulators. Everything mm-hmm. worked very well, uh, you know, aside from... I mean, okay... So- so I'm like th- I'm just thinking of uh, Sonic, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that gets a pass though, just because I know, I know. We already have a Sonic that's basically the same game, but like newer. But yeah, okay, I forgot about that actually. Yeah, I tried to load up Sonic Two on there, which I did through a Retro Arch Core, right. and the shit had screen tearing, and it was slow, and it didn't sound right. Well, but I'm not complaining crazy, because I know that that is to be expected from something this early in development. But I was thinking, like, hey, it'd be really awesome if I could just have this running all the time, have it in my pocket. No, it's not ready for that. Not quite. No, 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 Sonic no. was just too fast for the Switch, man. Yeah, the, because the <laughs> Switch doesn't have blast processing. No, it doesn't. Yeah, this has been cut. We, we've never documented blast processing. Nope. So that's why. That's, Sonic 2 did not work properly on there. That's what happens when Sega stops making consoles. <sighs> we lost blast processing. We lost blast processing. But we are getting Shin Moon. We are getting Shin Moon 1 and 2 this year. It's not looking like it's remastered. What do you mean? I read some stuff that like they were or is it just like an upscaled version? I, saying, or? I think so. It's still gonna look good. Like Yeah. I'm yeah. wondering, I don't know about you. This is kind of derailing a little bit, but I tried to play Shenmue a couple years ago and I did not remember how terrible the voice not only the voice acting with audio quality oh yeah like it comes like it it's, comes in and you hear like background static it's definitely <laughs> rough but they put so much love and effort into they it did. at the it's, same time like it was game. the first type of game that was truly like that it was awesome like that open world i like, just i just remember i mostly played shinmu 2 and i just forever have the bit stuff stuck in my head where it's like would you like to play a game of lucky coin oh god yeah 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 well, I, I never really played <laughs> shinmu 2 but i have a couple of those from shinmu 1 i picked up shinmu 2 in the bargain bin from walmart back when original walmart's was still a thing and it had a dvd that was a playthrough of the first shinmu in cinematic form and then i was able to play shinmu too so what yeah yeah no it was 20 bucks and it had a dvd that you could watch and it was like an hour and a half two hours and just the entire shinmu game summed up in cinematic form like a machinima was it basically just like all the cutscenes and like a little bit of gameplay exactly wow it was exactly that it was very cutscene heavy game yes a lot of that was like kind of the actual like core parts of the story delivery were in like cutscenes. Yep. So and then Shinmu 2, I, I I never finished that, but I was playing it. So I Very played nice. it for several hours. I, I had fun with it. Very nice. Yeah. But I just remember L- L- Lucky Coin. Yeah. yeah right. Would you like to play a game of Lucky Coin? Yeah. Those those voices got very repetitive. <laughs> you make them want to play Shinmu. I guess I started that conversation, but yeah. This is your no, it's it's a good <laughs> Go I don't want to make it sound like it was bad. I'm like, no, 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 that's a cool conversation. Yeah. Uh, but we could probably go all night on stuff like that. So. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> this podcast is already pretty juicy. Exactly. Yeah. We're not even done yet. We have we have a few more things here. 
Yeah, no. So uh, kind of polishing off the app store looks good. Can't wait to see more development. Already looking really polished. So, mm-hmm. yep. Now, what, what do we have? What do we have? Well, I can see you're excited. Yeah, I am. I think it's. I am. Uh, this is the thing I've complained about so many times. On well, here. yeah. I mean, yeah. It, what do it, you all think it is in the chat? What What do you all think that we're going to talk about here? Yeah, actually, I would love to see if anyone has a suggestion. <laughs> I don't know. This kind of thing really makes me almost as excited as I am, like stressed out about it. Devin, I'm so excited I finished up my water. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not seeing a whole lot in the chat right now, so I'm just going to go ahead and drop the bomb so go here. go ahead and do it. So long before Nintendo could get to it, long after I thought Nintendo would <laughs> do it, uh, we now have a way to back up game saves. We have a way to back up <laughs> game saves on Switch. Oh, man. I'm so happy. It's not to Nintendo's I'm... cloud. Oh. <gasps> I'm so happy right now it's really to like your own local storage you know uh be it your pc or wherever but yeah we can actually back up games using pegaswitch yes re-switched kind of technology there is a save backup script now so uh, oh man this is by re-switched i believe um and basically uses pegaswitch like you said and we'll back up your game saves it's really simple as far as i can tell um I don't know. Have you run it yet? No, because I don't have any saves that I care about. Oh, yeah, because that's not your main switch. That's not my main switch. Wait, that's going to be a problem. Anyone who, like... I know, but at least we have it. I'm so happy that we at least have it. Hopefully this, like, really kicks Nintendo's butt. Because I've actually seen this on... I've actually seen this on some, like... uh, I don't remember where, but some actually more popular um, tech sites. Mm -hmm. They were basically like, yeah, like, Switch developers got game saves working in two weeks, and Nintendo hasn't done it in over a year, which is, it, it is just terrible. And, and guess whose name is attached to this? Cyrus M. Cyrus M. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course. Oh, man. The dude is a wizard. Friend yeah. of the show. Yep. <laughs> and on top of backing up all saves, there's another script to restore save data from your SD card. Right. So, so. it looked like uh, the, the backup script kind of got like uh, probably pushed out just really quickly. Like, oh, hey, I got this working. Oh, this works really well. Okay, like I'll put it out. Uh, so someone else, I believe, I don't think it was the actual, I don't think it was Cyrus M. Uh, somebody else created a script to restore that data. Um, here there's a pastebin and it looks like the user is like Raj Costo. I believe so. So um, yeah. He's got a script. Uh, I haven't tried this either. I haven't tried either. I don't think Mr. Mario has tried I haven't either. tried either of them. But, uh, you know, if everything goes well, we have a script for both. Being able to back them up, being able to restore them. I know. Which is awesome, too. Like, if you do have a Switch and you're mucking around with it and you have to, like, you know, f- uh, factory reset it or something like that, but you do have some games you're playing on there, you know, this is going to work out well. Uh, it's just, oh, my gosh. Nintendo. We finally have it. Nintendo. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't have it on my stock switch. Yeah, Nintendo. Why? I hate I hate to be this guy. Be that guy. I'm a software developer. Okay, be that guy. The worst thing that anyone could ever tell you is, oh, it shouldn't be that hard. Oh, it's not it can't be that hard. Oh, it, it, Nintendo. Can't be that hard. <laughs> Can you just like somehow take these scripts? Just like I mean, I don't know, maybe not. These people are really good at reverse engineering the firmware, so they'll probably figure it out. Mm-hmm. But do something. Come on. I don't know. This is ridiculous. I'm glad we have something, but... I don't, I, I, it still perplexes me that we don't have a way to copy between. Yeah. I mean, a year ago, 
like when the switch came out if you would ask me like I, I was fine with it at launch like hey this is cool in a few months like, i wasn't even it. really cool with it at launch i mean it was definitely not preferred mm-hmm. definitely not preferred but like there was a lot of complaints and i i might have even mentioned it last time i can't remember i know we've talked about this my little brother has like a dead pixel in his switch and so it's like does he like swap it out with uh like gamestop who's gonna he's not gonna get his game saves correct he's sending it to nintendo and have to wait a little bit because he plays it a lot you know he's he's young he's got plenty of time and he's like well i don't really actually want to be without my switch so he's actually just opted to hold off mm. you know what i mean yeah i mean it's like okay well like a dead pixel's not going anywhere and mm-hmm. as long as you i mean you've got a three-year warranty through gamestop so worst case oh okay right so i mean like i think we're, we're good for a while there's no rush but he's actually opting to wait for game saves and to not actually have like a high quality product which is pretty ridiculous <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't know yeah. but and and one person here said save games are a great way to exploit a system and that is true i'm not going to deny that and i'm sure that's what nintendo well was thinking. i never even thought about that because they've had issues oh they've had a ton of issues but the thing is this is also something that is hurting end users people who yeah. have not even hacked up their systems who've put hundreds of hours into games and let's say they drop their switch into the toilet it's done well, and we, we did see this on the 3ds and the wii u we've seen games have exploits oh, on yeah. both and, and oh, even yeah. and uh, the, wii. the wii yeah that's what i was about to say the wii so yeah. i mean at this point i feel like it shouldn't be like an afterthought it shouldn't be like oh well now we're here and it should well, how are we actually going to accomplish exporting game saves? Like, hmm, no, that should have been like, you know, a lot of other parts of the security on the Switch were obviously like, hey, we had this problem, we solved this problem. I don't how game saves didn't get in there. I don't know. I just, I it's know. it's in. I don't know. But I mean, to, to be honest, Nintendo has been slow moving on a lot of that stuff in they general. I mean, I think the original Wii didn't did, did it not even have an account. Like you, like all the purchases that were basically. I, I, think, I got I got into the Wii on firmware four point three, which is the final firmware for the Wii. So, so. I believe the, the, the store. And someone could correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the store, like everything, was tied to your like console. Oh, by the way, all the music on the Wii was hot. Yeah, have you seen the trend of like the 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 Wii U music, like and like oh yeah, dancing and like raps and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Oh, it's, oh yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Little pump synced up to like the Wii Shop channel. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. I'm definitely digging the trend. I'll take some Nintendo oh, games yeah. all day. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. It's just it, it, you know they they had issues with that. Like they didn't have a very good shop system on the Wii. Wii U was a little bit better. The 3DS was okay. It's all all a little clunky. And all three of those you can't transfer between. Like you can't attach to an actual account. Like you could do a system transfer from a Wii to a Wii U. Um, but then, for example, anything that you've bought on those previous systems is not transferred over to Switch. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And uh, even like the Wii U, you know, you could if you bought a game, you didn't. I don't. You didn't have to have an account. You could just buy a game with your card without having a Nintendo account on the Wii oh, U. Yeah. For sure. And it was still tied to the console. Right. I you could do a system transfer, but if you lost that account, no game. Or you've mm-hmm. lost that console, no game. And even if you had them tied to your account, you could re-download them. It would give you the option to re-download them without paying again. But if you lost the console or it broke, no game saves either. Mm-hmm. They do not have game save back off on that. So. Yeah, I just I don't know if it's, you know, I wonder if part of that is like Nintendo just trying to like save money as they've like not been super successful over the past, you know, number of years here. I would it'd be really cool if the switch, the success of the switch could propel them to be like that, like tech forward company that they could. I'm hoping we'll see that. Yeah, I'm hoping so because there is infrastructure cost with that. Yes. storing all that data, those servers, being able to keep Absolutely. up with the demand, uh, the traffic. You know that uh, there is cost there. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I understand. Dang, even let me back up my saves to like my internal storage I'll, or just cloud. Cloud. Yeah, but there's Please. like, like I mean, infrastructure. Devin, I don't care. I know you don't care. It's 2018. I but don't there care. Is, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm not trying to sound like an asshole there. Like that, that's not what I mean at all. But it's right. like as an end user in 2018. I get it. Bro, you're like this company. They're, they're making so much money off me with the games I'm buying, the hardware I'm buying, all that stuff. Just, just sponge this expense a little bit. So oh, I understand. Yeah, but I mean, the reality is, like, we like to think <laughs> money grows on trees, but we don't know. Mm-hmm. We, I mean, if it's a matter of Nintendo surviving or you having cloud saves, obviously you know which one you're going to pick. But I also don't think that cloud saves are going to kill Nintendo. Mm. <sighs> Become a sysadmin and start calculating those costs and come uh, back to me. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't know I just either. Want a way to keep my safe safe. I don't know either. I would, ex- <laughs> I would expect you the same way. But my point is that if we can export them locally, uh, yeah. there is no cost on Nintendo other than That's development true. time. That's true. So, you know, come on. Uh, y- you know, people aren't backing up their game saves now. If backing up your, them locally to your computer is too complicated or something or not user friendly enough, well, they're not doing it at all now. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Give me backups or give me death. And thank you, the Mod Shop $5 donation, Boats man. and Hose. <laughs> Nothing better, man, man. That's awesome. Thank you very much. Mod Shop is always coming through. Mod Shop's always coming through. Dude, he's good. Good luck. Good guy. You should come live, get in the chat, and join in just because of the Mod Shop, if anything. He's always holding the chat down. Yeah. I think nearly every podcast. Yeah. So yeah. no, he's a loyal viewer. So thank you, dude. Thank Come you. Say Appreciate hi. It. Hang out. Absolutely. Anyways, we have we we have one more thing here. Yeah. I know that was oh that was emotional. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, I just exhaled. I'm like, oh wow, I got wound up for I that. Know. I saw your face like getting red <laughs> like before I even said anything. <laughs> but no, we've got one more topic here. We've actually got an update on something that we talked about a while ago. I mean, maybe three months ago at this point. I believe so. So yeah. I don't know. Do you want to take it off? Sure. So we talked about the Yuzu emulator, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And for anybody that doesn't know what the Yuzu emulator is, this is from the same tree, uh, same team that made uh, Citra 3DS. Right. Yep. And Yuzu is a Switch emulator that works on, it's all platforms, I believe, right? It's Mac and Ooh. Windows. Yeah, I'm not, if I'm I remember not correctly. Sure, so it looks like here uh, we've got, I mean, you can check download. Uh, yeah, macOS builds, see. Linux builds, uh, Windows builds, and of course, links to their GitHub. Oh, so yeah, grab so all everything those, on there. Get the so. source codes. You know, you might Go even back. be able to compile it for a different platform if you really wanted to with that source. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, no, this is a pretty nice emulator. Uh, when we looked at this originally, uh, we kind of noted how it was a really good start. It looked like they really knew what they were doing, but it was not actually compatible with any real games. Correct. So, and now... It is compatible with a few real games. Right. So before we could pretty much only run Homebrew on it, it wasn't a whole lot better than the reswitched. Uh, Correct. The reswitched emulator that came out. Um, so, you know, it may have looked at the beginning like, okay, why is this necessary? But now we have the reason why. We've got some real games running. Um, it looks like one of them, I don't know, I didn't really get a good list, but it looks like we at least have Cave Story Plus here. Yeah, there's three. So the ones that are confirmed to boot are The Binding of Isaac Afterbirth Plus, Poyo Poyo Tetris, and Cave Story Plus. Yep, no, that's a good start. Yeah. And even The Binding of Isaac and Cave Story are pretty decent games. So mm-hmm. I haven't played Poyo Poyo Tetris, but mm-hmm. I've also heard some good things. And now it has said that, you know, these are going to be glitchy, they're going to be buggy, they're going to have issues, they're going to be slow. 
but this is just this has been around for just a few months and it's already booting retail games yeah a lot of times we see some of these like really good yeah. emulators come out near like the end of a a console's life yeah. cycle. Yeah, and the thing is too, the um I just want to say I, I think chat will be cool, but like there's there's gonna be people that are just like, yeah, well, you know what? It, it performs poorly, it's all buggy. It's like so did CMU. Oh yeah, so did Citra, so did all of these other standard emulators that people like, they all started out like shit, and everyone said the same thing about every single one of them. Yep, and now we have Breath of the Wild running in like 4K. Yeah, <laughs> and I think 4K 60, right? Yeah, maybe. Uh, it, it, at least 4K. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty ridiculous, just in itself. Yeah. But yeah, no, that's it's really awesome. Just all kinds of good things. Safely say, you know, we don't really have a whole lot of shortage of news and you know interesting topics these mm -hmm. last many months. So this is really awesome to see. Yes, and the Switch, like honestly, probably is one of the. I, I never really was that interested in playing like maybe the Wii U, but I was never really that interested in playing the Wii or the 3DS on my computer. But I could see myself relaxing on a computer and playing some Switch games for sure. I did. I, I didn't play switch but i tried cmu for a few Wii okay. games they were cool yeah 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 i did want to say real quick so people don't feel like they're being forgotten kyle henry thank you for the uh dollar 99 donation and everyone's just trying to join thank you anthony for the two dollar donation Jeez. <laughs> i've like lost track of my chat Here we yeah go. no because i got in chat i was like wait we got two donations Jeez. <laughs> thank you guys yeah. very much and yeah kyle thank henry. you I don't know what you're talking about that it's not much here but you know any dollars appreciated man that exactly is, that is far from a, a true statement exactly that's more than enough so true thank that. you guys very much this is this is incredible it's awesome the chat has been really lively today it's been a lot going on it's been hard to even keep up with you know the chat and the show and everything so you know these are good problems to have true that yeah true that yeah and speaking of that good problem to have is all topics are done now yeah <laughs> yeah we went through all the topics it took us like <laughs> about an hour 20 minutes yeah to get through these yeah it was a hefty one yeah but it was good it's it was good, good. it's a lot of stuff yeah. yeah when i was reading fuse jelly last night that was when i was just like oh this is gonna be a good episode yeah yeah it, it was hard it was pretty hardcore at this time mm -hmm. a lot going on like i said this has been like a really awesome time to just like chill out talk some like nerdy stuff oh yeah very therapeutic oh yeah so it's awesome. It's been good times. Well, is it that time of the show? It is that time of the show. So before we do that, I'm going to ask, do, do you all, so I've been keeping the dog at bay because oh. I got some, some floors here that she clickety clacks on and stuff. So I'm going to leave it up to chat. Do you all want me to get my dog and bring her on camera here? However, if I do that, you're going to hear incessant tapping the whole time because she's going to get excited. So it's going to sound like there's a tap dancer all around us yeah. while we're doing this podcast. I was going to say, she is definitely an aspiring tap dancer. Just right. a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see it. I see it happening. <laughs> the passion's there. <laughs> got to bring it out, man. Oh, man. People are saying yes. So I'm going to grab Wolf. If you wants to intro into what's going to happen next. Yeah, absolutely. All right, I'll be right back. So this should take just a minute. We'll go get Wolf Wolf real quick. But um, yeah, whenever Mr. Mario gets back, we're basically going to be leading into the Q&A section of the show. So for the next 30 minutes here, 20 minutes, however long we really feel like, we'll be taking some questions from you. You can ask pretty much anything. If you want to talk about the show, go for it. If you want to ask a question about uh, some tips and tricks on modding, go for it. And even if you have uh, questions for other people in the chat, you know we can interact with you guys and we can talk and we can bring those up here on video. Uh, so 
yeah, if anybody has anything to get started with, please, please put it in the chat. I'll be scrolling back a little bit to see if I have anyone who was talking about anything earlier. Cody. Ooh, ooh. Hello. 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 <laughs> Come around here. Oh, gosh, she's knocking down all the cables. Oh, geez. I don't know if you're going to be able to see her on video. Lily, you need to chill out a little bit. All right. Okay, so all right. She's, she, she's here. You can't she's see her. She's here. But you she, can hear her. Yes. You can't see her. You can hear her. Oh, there she goes. <laughs> <laughs> she did it. Okay. So, yeah, so yeah I was going to address something that Cody the Dragon Root said. Sure. I still wished Cave Story was the 3D, 3DS remake version. Um, I was kind of curious if you're talking about the actual, like, 3D version um oh so it was on because it was on 3ds i think it's kind of hard to find now but it did have the 3d capabilities yeah there because was 3D, every game would have well right and then it was re-released with like the 2d art and everything like that so oh. there was like multiple versions of cave stories i didn't know about that i never like i've only purchased cave story once and it was on switch yeah yeah, so I, I played the original version on the uh, PC or whatever that with okay. like the translation patch from Japanese to English, mm -hmm. uh, and then the 3DS. I believe the original Cave Story release was the 3D version, um, and it's very like I guess like story wise and kind of environment wise, it's very very similar to the 2D version. The mm -hmm. 2D version obviously has a very different play style, a lot different feel. There's a charm to it that I definitely like better. Uh, so that's just me personally. But, you know, Cody, if you're still here, um, I would love to know which one you actually were interested in, like the 3D version. Because I haven't looked at Cave Story Plus on the Switch, but I think it's 2D. Cave Story Plus on, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like on, yeah, it'd have to be. So, hmm. uh, oh, well. <laughs> I haven't really played much of the 3D version, but yeah, I'd love to hear if like that's something that you actually prefer or what, or I don't really know what too much of the differences are, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, one thing though, Exit did uh did point this out to you. So I think you can do a system transfer on the Switch. So you should try asking GameStop if you can do one on your Bros Switch before you swap it out. Interesting. So I guess with I mean, like just take it and explain them like, hey, yeah. this thing has dead pixels. Can we exchange it? And if they say yes, just be like, hey, listen, I'll do this all in store. Right. But can I please do a system transfer from my old switch to the new switch before I relinquish the old one to you? Yeah. I mean, that's definitely worth asking. It's not something that we've uh, looked into, but mm -hmm. that is a good idea. It's not even something I really thought about too much. Worst case, they're going to say no. And then you just hold on to it. Cause he's been okay with a few dead pixels and then just sit on there on. Oh, that's the question. Oh, our Wi-Fi is private. Uh, uh, bring your phone and tether. I don't know how much data that's going to be. Hey, man, it's your brother. It's fam, all right? Well, it's we Switch. All, we all share the same data. It's fam. <laughs> I it's mean, Switch. There's only a limited amount, is what it's I'm saying. It's fam, man. That's not me. That's mom. That's that's oh, man. That's stepdad. That's that's little bro, little sis. That's, I mean, I don't know if like going through a month's worth of data for system transfer is going to go over well. Y'all need to have a family discussion about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not paying those overage fees. Those are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it's definitely worth uh, worth asking about. I appreciate the suggestion. Probably actually give that a try and maybe call up a GameStop and just see if they have any kind of like idea. Huh? Worst case, they'll say no. Yeah, I mean, it might be semi common actually, mm -hmm. just with the nature of the console. For sure. Yeah. Let me see. So Razer X twenty fifteen. He said, "I have a question. If you could have just one emulator made for any system and have one hundred percent compatibility, what would it be?" Ooh, that's a good one. 
That is actually a really good question. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't. I'll think about it. But it's gonna take me. I would probably say N sixty four because it's so hacky. Like the emulators out there. I mean, they're really. It's not even the emulators are hit and miss. It's like they worked on the popular games and made sure they worked yeah. properly. What is it, Lily? They made sure the popular games worked properly. And then they um and, and then there's gonna be like some weird obscure little game that barely takes up system resources that is gonna run like absolute shit. And even a lot of the common and good and popular games still have their issues. So I think in 64, maybe not even for me, but just for the good of good of the community. Yes, you give it back. <laughs> exactly. I'll all give right, it back right, to fair you. Enough. Yeah. You get you, you, you get your retro pie set up going, and you don't have to worry about N64 games having issues. Every single one is gonna work properly. That'd be cool. I almost think, I don't know. It's really tough for me to say, but I almost would think, and I don't even really know if there, I, I haven't really had many issues with this in the past. So like 100% compatibility is like, I don't know, hard for me to go off of. Because so I'm really sure you've never sat there and you're just like, okay, I'm going to get this yeah. ROM set and play through every game. Like no one's going to do that. But uh, okay, some Dreamcast would that. be pretty fun because there was Ooh, a lot would. of, there was a lot of games that I didn't play on there. There was a lot of, stinks. a lot of Japanese games on there that I think would be a lot of fun to dive into that I like never really got a chance to. And some of like my favorites are on the console. Uh, so, and I don't know, maybe that hundred percent compatibility means it's compatible with like all the homebrew and all the games that are going to keep coming out in the future because Dreamcast will never die. Mm-hmm. Dreamcast will never die. Yep. Still being, it's still getting games. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, not official games, but still like homebrew games. Yeah, I mean, yeah. What, what Un- you, unlicensed games. What, yeah. What's like official with the with Dreamcast? I mean, there's no coming encryption. on coming there's on no a GD ROM. Yeah, like a press GD yeah. ROM. That's what I consider as official. Yeah, and officially licensed by Sega. So even Sega now, if they want to release their own Dreamcast games, they couldn't because all those machines have been decommissioned. So. Wow. Yeah, so they would have to release it on a, on a uh, pressed CD. I was about to say, wouldn't it be awesome? It would be like the ultimate move if Sega did come out with a new release for the Dreamcast at some point. Using like the current methods of doing so. That'd be cool. That would be hilarious. That'd be cool. Wouldn't be the strangest thing a, a Sega employee has ever done. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll see. Sega's been on a roll so far, though. Like, game-wise, they've been cool. Yeah, no, I mean, lately. Although, like... Yeah. Sonic Forces is not terrible. I have that's heard. My, that's my review of it. Yeah, <laughs> the official. Yeah. Sonic Mania is amazing. Like, really? just, like beautiful game. But oh, yeah, Sonic Mania. Sonic yeah. Forces is not terrible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... The old formula works really well still. Mm-hmm. I still need to beat that. I actually got... I played a, a number of hours on that, more than I expected uh in such a short time mania yeah oh that's such a good game yeah i was on vacation a little bit so i was like oh, just playing that and super casual you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh, i was showing my family like i showed my mom and she was just tripping because she like just everything from the, every sound she was just like triggered mm-hmm. just like what oh like this is exactly how i remember like i'm not used to this so you especially like people who see remakes i feel like and i'll probably be like this in like you know 20 30 years it's like oh hey hey dad there's a remake of this whole game you used to play like oh really and then like every little tiny bit of it that's different probably like irk me mm-hmm. like, that's not the music i used to listen to they didn't look like that they weren't 5d <laughs> but yeah. no, it was really cool so my mom actually played a bit of it enjoyed it okay you just want to lay between us that's cool so let's see there's something else here uh Maybe you can just uh, figure out what some of this means because I'm not as familiar with the... Okay, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I have a, I'm guessing this is like a fat PS3. 
and multi-man on it and accidentally updated it to I'm trying to downgrade with a Teensy 2 plus plus and need 3.3 volts. But even with a regulator, I still get 5 volts. Is this something you have any, any idea, idea about? Why? I can tell you I have no idea why, but I am going to ask um, why you aren't using PS3 exploit to do that. Because now you can just do that and you don't need the Teensy. So it doesn't sound like he's bricked. It doesn't sound it's just accidentally updated. So my answer to that would be, I don't know, but I think you should just go with the software solution. I don't see a reason not to unless you want to clean your system. But. That makes sense. I mean, it's possible, you know, sometimes people are out of the scene for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I know that if you were out of the scene for the 3DS for a while, it's just like you come back like uh that so maybe he doesn't know yeah Yeah. using some like really old exploit we do have one of the ps3 exploit guys in there hey jason how's it going otherwise known as escort do oh very nice yeah but he recommended get another regulator so Mm -hmm. hey thanks for coming through on that exactly good suggestion i can grab some of the questions if you want yeah absolutely yeah so i've been kind of i've been kind of lazy on that scrolling through here let's see question i have my old xbox in the closet I need to remove the capacitor that leaks into it. If I find out it's leaking, what can I use to clean it? Hope it isn't too far gone. Um, pretty easy. Isopropyl alcohol at minimum 90%. Q-tips, just just clean it. Clean yeah. it real well. Clean the entire area real well, and you'll be good. Yep, just be careful removing the capacitor and dispose of it. Yeah. All good stuff. But... For sure, yeah. But, and yeah. removing the capacitor is easy enough. Just make sure you clean it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Would the team executor mod chip be worth it? We discussed this, but we didn't. We I didn't mean, answer. We didn't really yeah. talk about. We discussed about everything overall, but we didn't talk about that. Um, my instinct would be to wait because, as we talked about, Kate Timken uh, has a open source, very eerily similar open source chip that she plans to be releasing which is going to be solderless and solder versions, and it's going to be optional if you want a hard mod. Yep. So I would say, wait, I can't tell you if it's worth it, but the fact that there is an open source version coming out, you're probably going to be able to get the same thing cheaper and support better causes. Yeah, um, I would agree with that statement mostly. I think depending on how, you know, first of all, how much the product's going to cost, because we don't know that yet. I don't believe so. Um, so depending on how much it costs and how impatient you are and how willing you are to bust open your switch, because, you know, depending on what firmware on and how patient you are, we might have completely like, um, you know, software based solutions. The reality is you are working with some hardware here. And so there is some risk in working with mod chips. So I kind of like, you know, depends on your exact use case. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Oh gosh. I was trying to pick up the dog. Yeah. You, you, I think you did it. Okay, I did it. <laughs> can you see her in the camera? I did it. Yeah, you can. Yeah, she's chilling. Very nice. She's chilling. <laughs> Not very comfortably, but she's chilling. She's cool with it. She's cool with it. Good enough. She's trying <laughs> to figure out a way to be comfortable. Which, by the way. Okay, I'll put you down, Lily. Let's Fine. See. I'll put you down. You shed all over me. <laughs> Unbelievable. So we've got one more donation here. 
um, speak of the devil from Exit. I don't yes. think he's the devil, but well, <laughs> this puts me not. up to ten dollars. See you in twenty twenty for my next five dollars. Thank you, Exit. We're looking forward to it. The joke on that is Exit is the very first person who ever donated to me on the channel. We've talked about this before yeah. on Mod Chat, and he donated five dollars for the sake of helping to pitch in to get me a um, disc reservoir <laughs> for my birthday, which. I did Lily, end stop. up getting recently, like two years later, I finally got one. But uh, yeah, <laughs> thank you very much for that. Lily, what were you doing? She's trying to lick the crap out of me. <laughs> like she just wouldn't stop. Well, maybe you should wipe better. No, I'm fine. Oh, okay. I'm well, clean. you said lick the crap out of you. I'm so clean, I'm just taking man. that into serious. I'm clean, man. Your dog is the one that's, I don't know. Your tongue's dirty, all right? I'm not the one dirty. Your yeah, she does dirty. have that stinky breath. Oh, man. Okay, let's see. Uh, question. Might have already been talked about, but I came in late. Uh, oh, this oh, that was the one that you just read. <laughs> Darn it. Okay, I already I just reread that. So, oh. ah. Question. Can you run original PS1 games on the original Xbox through the emulators that exist? Similar to how you can use physical Neo Geo CD games in there. So it's actually talking about using the actual disc. And for PS1, I want to say no. I don't believe you can do that on the Xbox. Well, the uh, discs were a bit different too. I don't know how Not was, so much. Were they still CD-ROMs? They are, but I just remember because I had tried, like when I had my first soft modded Xbox, um, I remember I was mind blown that I could take Sega CD games because he's talking about Neo Geo, which is cool, yep. but I didn't have any Neo Geo games. I had Sega CD games and I was able to take Sega CD physical games and pop them into the Xbox and play them that way, which I thought was awesome. Uh, but I was never able to do that with the PlayStation. Yeah. But what, what Jason's saying, it does work. So crapshoot on this. People, please research. Don't listen to me. I'm sorry for wasting <laughs> your time you for the past minute. I told you already, we're not professionals. <laughs> so uh let's see where was it um oh crud i just missed one give me just a second it's all good do you guys play fortnite uh i do play a little bit i've never played fortnite or PUBG. so i've only played PUBG like on like mobile which is whatever mm -hmm. i tried it like is it day. free yeah okay. on mobile on mobile it is i think okay. on, on consoles yeah, I, I know on console and pc it's like 30 bucks um I play Fortnite on my PC a little bit. It's fun, like an occasional like game. Like you know my playstyle. A lot of the times, I just want to like play a few games and like just hammer out uh, something real simple and monotonous. You know, playing a bit of Rocket League recently. I've been playing a bit of Fortnite. Definitely not a pro though. Um, I have not went one yet. I've probably played like maybe a little over twenty games total. So like not that many. But here and there, I'll play like one or two. But you know, I usually don't spend a lot of time on games at the moment. So right on. Yeah, I'm trying to get on that. I, dude, I'm, it's been a while since I've been excited about a game, but God of War, I'm actually excited about that. Yeah. yeah I've lost cool. track of the days, dude. Like, I'm not super, super hyped for it. I'm just generally excited. But last night, because I left here at like 10 or 10.30 to do some stuff, and I was like, hmm, should I go to Best Buy and just wait? Because it's almost midnight, and I could just get my copy then. And it's like, <laughs> oh, God, no, it's Tuesday, not Thursday. I was genuinely upset about that. You were about to go. Yeah, because I was like, well, I'm that would be go. really upsetting. I was like, I'm going to go to sleep at 1 a.m. anyways, and I'm going to be out for the next hour or so. I might as well just stay out a little bit longer and get my game. But that would have been a mistake. Yeah, it would have been a mistake. I would have been yeah. waiting two days instead of two hours. People do that, though. Yeah. Well, only for iPhones, though. I guess. Actually, I don't think that's much of a thing anymore. I don't think so either. I think people have finally chilled out. Yeah. All right, Mod Shop. 
Mania or Fortress, which one was the throwback? This was said a little while ago, so if you've already figured it out, apologies, but Mania was the throwback. <laughs> Mania, Mania was the throwback, and yep. what a throwback it was. Yes, I mean, it, it is incredible. I love the game. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Any other things popping up here? Oh, let's see. I'll go ahead and scroll more down, but any news? Oh, okay. Well, that was retired. I was going to answer this anyways, but any news on custom firmware PS4? Uh, nothing that I know of for a custom firmware itself. We're still just doing like quick payloads or like auto loading of payloads. That's what we can look forward to, but nothing's been announced as a true custom firmware for the, for the PS4 per se. Right. I think yep, pretty much covered it there. Yeah, that's right. So Xseed CND did wait a month for the switch. He did. Which was pretty interesting. And Actually, he got Buku subscribers off that. Yep. And remember, he was getting sent pizzas and games and all this other stuff. Like, I became a subscriber off that. That was an amazing press thing for him because I think prior to that, he had like fifteen or 20,000 subscribers. Yeah. Something like that. I mean, that is serious. That's some serious shit, man. Uh, I mean, like just being able to like do, not only do that, take that dedication, uh, but like he's handled the, the, the rise really well. Mm-hmm. So like it's awesome to see. Yeah. And I think he's a good creator. Like, I didn't find out about him until that. And I was like, oh, and I looked through some of his recent videos and I was like, okay, subscribe. Mm-hmm. You got me. I, I, I'm not subscribed to him, not because I have anything against. I just haven't seen too much of his stuff. But I, I remember I saw one video and something that, like, I, I remember I just, like, it made me smile and kind of spoke to me was he was just like, yeah, you know, like, he was talking about his history and stuff with what he, uh, like, how he got to where he is. And he said, he's like, yeah, you know, at first I like tried to hide the fact that I played video games, but then I learned don't do that. And he was like trying to tell people younger than him. He's like, seriously, don't do that. Because if you love something, but you think it's not cool. So you try and hide it because you think it's not cool. You might be embarrassed with it. You're only going to attract people that don't like that thing. So I had no one to have fun with video games about. And my best friend I have, the reason why I have him is because it was one day we were I was in a class and I was drawing up a Wiimote, or no, it was a Nintendo controller, and for some reason, he just kind of just looked to the person next to him. He's like, hey, dude, look at what I'm making. And turns out this dude was also crazy about video games, and they became best friends because of that. Yeah, and I think that's actually his yeah best friend that is in a, quite a few videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think his name is Jacob or something like that, Jacob's Ocarina. Okay, you know more about it than yeah, I do. No, he's, he's cool, too. But yeah, no, it's it's... It's pretty sweet. He's a very real person. He's a very honest person. He's like he's very family friendly too, which I don't mind. You know, having some people I subscribe to like that here and there. The world doesn't need to be so raunchy. Just having some chill people I can oh, like yeah. wind down to and enjoy with like my little brother. It's like all right. You don't want to have Etika for with a random scream, and he's just like oh, no. getting drunk and smashing light bulbs on his head. More than that, I mean, there was he, I mean there was multiple light bulbs, and then I don't think he I don't, he might have done some kind of a bottle. I can't remember. It was he it did was, too much stuff that stream. It's a rough night, <laughs> rough night for Etika. Yeah, let's not do that on these streams. Let's not. No, 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 we're not. We're right. not. But you saw how many dude he was making like thousands of dollars. Yeah, man. I know. Yeah. Good luck, Etika. Don't let that get out of control, man. <laughs> <laughs> He's a party animal. It looks like he can take it, but. Mm. Yeah, no. Yeah, I want to see Etika around a while. I like you. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, there was someone who had mentioned: Is the Xbox One modding scene dead? I mean, 
there wasn't really too much to begin with. Yeah. Like the the modding scene that exists on there is, and we've covered it, but it's converting your system to a dev system, which the dev systems you convert to are quite limited. Um, and then you can load up some sideload some homebrew apps yeah. that way and sideload some applications. But it's just it's cumbersome for the average person. I'll say that. Yep. So a lot of people just don't want to do it. Yep. So, so uh, better than nothing, but you know they're. There wasn't a huge scene there, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see. On your retro consoles, do you go YPBR cables, etc., or just original cables? Uh, when possible, I try and get, like, the best cables I can, like, best output I can. So if the console can do components, I'm going to do component. If it can do RGB, I'm going to do RGB. If it can do HDMI, I'm going to do HDMI. Hmm. I actually, tomorrow it's coming in, but I just ordered the GCHD for the GameCube which it's this little dongle that you just connect to the back of the GameCube and it pulls out 480p native digitally and it, it does it through HDMI. So I'm excited about that. Very nice. I dust off my GameCube and everything, made sure it worked, got all set up. So like I'm, I'm just waiting on that now. Oh, geez. I'd love to hook up some of my old consoles and go through some retro games here. And you talk about a lot of your retro kicks recently is like, it's expensive, like to get started on it, but it's also really fun. Yeah. But if you're not really wanting to spend all that money, emulation is a thing. So. Yeah. And that's the thing is I would have to get like all kinds of hardware and even mods on my consoles. Cause I just mm-hmm. don't have an old TV. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's already getting kind of late. Do you think we should just grab a couple more here? Yeah, I'm down for that. So cool. yeah, you can you can grab one, I can grab one, and then we'll be done. So for, for anybody who doesn't get their stuff answered, we apologize, but it's getting a little late. Yeah, I know. It was long. It's been a long podcast. It's been a long podcast. So you probably would know best about this. DJ Computer Guy says, I have a Falcon 360 on the latest dash. Is it possible or is it impossible or still possible for me to possibly RGA it or RJ tag it, if that's still a thing? You can do either of those. So there you go. Yeah. Quick and easy. I am seeing this pop up here uh, several times, but uh, a HDMI for the original Xbox or when a proper one is coming out. I will say this. um, I've had some experience with it. Unfortunately, this didn't really follow through. I was working with a company who had sent me multiple retro game system to HDMI cables. Um, I had a Super Nintendo one. It worked out great. You tested as well, too. And it was pretty dope. Um, I had a Xbox One. I still have them, technically. I had an Xbox One. I had a Dreamcast One. The Dreamcast One was kind of bunk. The Xbox a cable I had, the issue was it looked worse with that HDMI cable. It was component to HDMI. And it looked worse than that than regular component cables because it was still the same signal, except it had this this noise all over it was just like Ooh. fuzzy lines all over and it was extremely noticeable yeah and i tried multiple monitors i tried multiple xboxes same issue so that cable was kind of bunk now i know metal jesus rocks he did a review over one that was like 25 or 30 bucks quite affordable you cannot purchase that on amazon anymore and on top of that it seemed like the quality control was not all there. Is that the one that was causing him issues? That No, that was the GameCube one. Right. Yeah, that was the GameCube one that was zapping them. But the Xbox cable I'm talking about, uh, his looked to be fine, and it seemed to be perfect. I have a friend of mine who ordered one. His seems to be fine, no issues. If you look at the reviews for them, though, there's several people that are complaining saying, yeah, this cable sucks. I hooked it up and it has this noise all over the picture and it's even worse than component cables. So I'm sitting there and I'm like, this is a different company than the one I worked with 
but these seem to be having the same issues. Interesting. Yeah, and it was it, it was a bit disappointing with that. So you can't even buy it right now. It's just showing out of stock or unavailable. But I would say just just hold off a little bit more to make sure we can get like a stable thing going. Like the GCHD, it's a bit expensive, but I kind of splurged on that because I know it's proven, it's working, it's readily available. And like the people who developed that and released it and are publishing it right now, they know their shit. But the Xbox to eight, original Xbox to HDMI cable scene is looking kind of spooky. All right. Yeah. Glad you dropped that knowledge, man. <laughs> I'm trying. Knowledge. There you go. Knowledge. Yeah. Let's see, is there anything else you want to grab or do you think we should wrap things up? Uh, we can both. How about we both answer this one? Okay. If you didn't have a dog, what animal would you have? Ooh. I would either have a rabbit or a guinea pig. I would have, so money not being an object, right? I would have a <laughs> domesticated silver fox. I've met a fox before. They are assholes. Yeah, so I've heard. They're very stubborn to train. Yeah, and they smell like weed. Yeah. They are, they are literally very dank. Wow. Huh. <laughs> well, I mean, there are worse things, I guess. Yeah. But what the, good, the good things I've heard of is that a, a fox... When, like when properly trained and everything like that, it will behave in similar ways to a dog where it's like fairly trainable. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a more responsive than a cat, mm-hmm. uh, but it doesn't need the attention always like a cat. I've heard that they can be fairly independent cats kind of like linger. Kinda. So I don't know. I don't know how much of experience you've had with the foxes. I've never met one in person, but that's the impression I've got when looking up a lot of stuff online. So all of the, the people I met who had the Fox and on top of that, the people who, have pet foxes that they show on Instagram and all that stuff. None of them recommend getting a pet fox. And they talk <laughs> about the trials and tribulations. And they're like, we absolutely love this fox. Like, you know, this fox is a part of the family. It's amazing. But we do not recommend having a fox to most people out there. Yeah. Because they, they're very high maintenance. They require a lot of energy. They're domesticated, but they're still wild domesticated animals. Right. Yeah, there's still some <laughs> limitations and some behaviors. Yeah, there. and like you were talking about the responsive thing, the, the fox that I met, it wasn't even responding to its name. It wasn't responding to any commands, nothing. Okay. Yeah, so people think that it's like, oh, it, I think the, the best way in short of saying it is a lot of people think like, oh, it's like a combination of a fox, and a, a fox like a combination of a cat and a dog. It's so cute. And some people are just like, well, if you want to kind of just like take the shortest way possible, take the worst aspects of a cat and the worst aspects of a dog and combine them and you got a fox. I've also heard that too. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I would give it a shot. I think it's pretty sweet. I, I'm re- like, I, I take pride in like being able to be patient with pets and train them. And like, you know, I feel like I've got a really good attitude for that. So it's, it's a challenge that I would like to actually experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also wouldn't mind like trying to raise a Shiba Inu for those exact reasons, Aww. but that's a dog. So that's that not, is a dog. I yeah. Can't, can't answer with that. Interesting experience though. The mod shop said, you aren't lying. My girlfriend's Fox bit the shit out of me when I was 17. Not a fan. Oh man. Oh, sorry mod shop. Oh man. It's a bummer. Man. Yeah. Well, I mean, there you have it. Yep. There we have it. Lily's Foxes just are dicks. Like, yeah, they are. They are. They are. But they're cute. They are. They are. They're adorable. And like, if you could get the two, if you could end up with a fox that actually had the best of both worlds from a cat and a dog, that would be. That would be amazing. That would be the dream. Yeah. But their pee smells like ammonia. So. Mm. (laughs) I don't don't smell my dog's pee. So I think like, I think we're covered. Okay. Unless it's just that potent outside that it's just like, I mean, 
I guess that could probably be annoying first thing in the morning. I guess. Like, yeah. oh, oh, man, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, may, maybe in like, you know, 10, 20, 30 years, we'll have like proper pet foxes. But right now, they're just domesticated. Yeah. So, yeah. They're, they're barely above I can talk about you. this for like 30 more minutes, but there's just so much like, because I've, I've looked into, the reason why I decided to not get a pet fox is because I've looked into it before. But there's so much fascinating information about it yeah. too, so. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I I don't know. You might have looked into more about more than I have, but there, I definitely went on a little kick there for a while a number of years <laughs> ago, where I was like, "This They're is cute. like top top dream pet right here." Mm-hmm. They're expensive though. If you get like a good domesticated one, which seems like most of them were like you have to They're find like eight thousand. Yeah, like overseas. And, yeah, like in, you got to get them from Russia yeah. from a very specific farm. They're like yeah. eight grand. Yep. So yeah, uh, not for right now. That's why I said like if money's no object. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought you were going to go little pump style and say you wanted to domesticate uh, a tiger. No, no. I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't trust those kind of wild animals. Like I've seen the videos. I've seen like them being real nice and stuff like that. I don't know if I wanted that kind of a pet. I mean, at least the fox is a lot smaller than me. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So, Yeah. Anyways, I think we're ready to wrap up here. So yeah. thank you all so much for watching, tuning into the stream here if you're live or if you're watching, you know, the post-recorded version. Thank you for listening. You can find us in a various different amounts of like social media. And I don't know yeah. what I'm saying. Devin, where can people find you? Uh, I'm mostly on Twitter. I'm still here and there on Steemit. Um, I haven't been posting there as much just because of convenience's sake. You know, most of the activity I have going on on Twitter, but you can find me there on both places. I check both. And so if you uh, hit me up on either, I'll definitely respond. Uh, also, let's see, I've got a YouTube channel. So uh, Paranoid Coder, same as all my other handles. So you can find me on all those things. Mm-hmm. I've been uh, consistently mostly making one video a month. I haven't missed a month here, but you haven't missed a month. Yeah. yeah. You're three for 12 so far. Congratulations. Literally not this past month, but the month before it, I was on like, I literally started the upload process before midnight and it treated it like the upload date as that, the, the the last day of the month. So on record, on record. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I'm still working on videos. So, you know, I'll probably have one in the next, you know, week or two. Awesome. Yeah. What about you, man? Uh, so you can find me online as well too. I'm pretty much Mr. Mario 2011 on, of course, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. I'm mostly active on Twitter and YouTube, I would say. Uh, of course, you know, anything, any other social media links we have available, you'll be able to find in the description of this on YouTube. You can find this podcast, of course, on Podbean, Google Play Music, iTunes, and most of your favorite podcast apps as well, too, if you just want the audio version. On top of that, I also have a Discord server, the Mr. Mario 2011 Hangout server, where we like to have a lot of fun. And we have, we have a channel dedicated to me. So if that doesn't make you come, I don't know what's going to make you come to the server. But anyways, every once in a while, I pop in and just like catch up. It's a up fun a time. Bit. But, you know, I'm more of a lurker over there. It's a fun time. And for anybody who's listening to this now who joins the server and says uh, that it sucks because everything is locked, I'm, I'm going to give you hints to get in. Read the rules. And that's the only hints I'm going to give. And anybody who's a part of the server is probably laughing about that. Anybody who's not a part of the server who doesn't read the rules is going to be all like, this is stupid. There's nothing in here. I didn't read the rules. A lot of people got grandfathered in. I got special treatment. All right. You got special treatment. It's okay. I got special treatment as well, too. Hey, man. I I don't know. That's like conflict of interest. I know. I'm sorry. (laughs) Lily didn't get special treatment, though. She doesn't even have a Discord account. Man. Yeah. You're like a really strict parent. I know. I know. No internet for her. She's just trying to get on Discord. She doesn't need to get on Discord. 
She can get on Discord when she stops shedding, which will be never. So. She's looking very sad up here. I believe it. <laughs> Anyways, this is Mr. Mario signing off. Thank you all for watching, everyone. Thank you all for joining in, and thank you all for listening. Take care, and uh, yep. until next month. Take it easy.